What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Press Box. I'm here with Jalen, Lonnie, the double champ, Trent, and my dog, Riddell. And for a special time, we got my dog, Cowboys Beat. If you know him, he definitely had this show on Player's Choice where he was talking about the Cowboys and the nasty-ass Cowboys. But <laughs> unfortunately, we were supposed to have Terrence Parsons Jr. on the show. Unfortunately, Chad, we're going to reschedule that to Monday. He will still be on the show. We definitely going to. We hope that Cowboy can make it for that one because that'll definitely be a real interesting show. A lot to talk about. Hella questions could get a little spicy. You know, mm-hmm. other platforms might have to take that content from us. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Never get our flowers, but it is what it is. But we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes of the show, uh, Cowboy. As of late, the NFLPA, they put out pretty much their grades on some of the team's facilities, training staff, how they treat families, a multitude of things. This is graded by the players on their NFL teams. My, my question to you is, Did you were you able to check out how the players graded the Cowboys? And what are your thoughts on the NFL allowing the players or the NFLPA allowing the players to actually judge how their day-to-day with these NFL teams are like? So I, I saw that I know that their facilities ranked very high. I didn't see like the whole NFL PA report card. Um, but you know, to your second point, I, I do like the fact that you know they allowed the players to voice, you know, how they feel about you know the teams and the way they're treated within these locker rooms because I feel like a lot of times, you know, the fans will look at players and kind of you know say, Oh, well, you get paid so much money, you know, this, that, and the third. But, I mean, it, it, it really is important to keep these guys happy just because, you know, it's good to have a good work environment. And at the end of the day, you know, if you're if you're somebody that goes to a job every day, you would want, you know, the best facilities, the, the, uh, the management to treat you right and all these other things. So, you know, I do like the fact that the NFLPA is allowing them to do this. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Anybody else want to chime in on the thoughts on the NFLPA? You know, I thought this was pretty yeah. interesting. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Lonnie. It definitely brings light to like certain player situations when they say like, "Oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to go there." Because we, you can clearly see, <clears throat> not all teams are equal, and some teams are kind of shysty. Like some of the reports <laughs> from like the Redskins facilities and like the Cardinals and things like that. Like some of them are just like they make you do what? They make you go through what? Like some of them have like archaic, like just regular dumbbell weight rooms and stuff like that. Then you see other teams that you wouldn't think of like, oh, they give you free daycare. They give like your spouses all this extra support. They do this and that. So it's like when people are wondering like, oh, why would they sign with this team and not this team? Yo, we don't know about all these perks. And like some Mm -hmm. of these teams, like they be they be undercutting these players, like making them pay for this. Make them pay for food, make them pay for their jerseys, extra dirt, extra gear, stuff like that. While other teams are like, hey, we'll give it to you all for free and then some. So, yeah, it really sheds light on, like, the different dynamics of the NBA and how, like, these different franchises operate. Word. It, it is interesting to see that the Chiefs were ranked 31st in workplace conditions and they're yeah, clearly, been the, pre- yeah, and they're clearly been the premier franchise of the past, you know, you know, four or five seasons within the league. So, what this correlates towards winning, you know, I, I do think it's interesting. At, at the end of the day, I don't think it, it correlates too much, obviously, with the Chiefs situation. But I think players will take notice. and I think this will be an eye-opener for teams in the bottom because it's just kind of embarrassing, I think, for any owner to, to have a team in the bottom of workplace conditions. Nobody wants that. So I could see the bottom five teams, but I think the Commanders, Chiefs, 
Commanders, Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, Steelers, they'll definitely make some improvements. They don't want to be in the bottom five again. So I, I do right. think it's good for keeping them. <clears throat> A lot of these organ, a lot of these organizations are very lucky, though. I mean, Chiefs in particular, right? And even the Steelers to an extent, is that they have a head coach that is actually extremely highly rated. If it wasn't for Andy Reid, these Chiefs players probably be even more pissed. But they rated Andy Reid an A plus, deservingly so. I would be surprised if Mike Tomlin got at least like an A, at the very least a B, depending on how they feel about him in the locker room. So they can kind of keep things together, keep the culture together, because that owner for the Chiefs was rated an F. Like, he's terrible, apparently. He doesn't do anything. They, hey, we need better locker rooms. Nah. Hey, we need better uh, training equipment. Nah. Like, that. that's terrible. Right there, that is terrible. And if it wasn't for Andy Reid, if it wasn't for the coaching staff that plays into what J-Rob says all the time when it comes to head coaching, mm-hmm. then this probably would be a worse situation altogether. And if you really think about it, since Andy Reid came here and Patrick Mahomes came here, the Chiefs franchise wasn't really like that as of recently, right. since the two thousands. They weren't really a successful franchise, so right. that just pays into if you got the right coach and the right players, you might be able to make it work. It is right. crazy to see that. How I know I see some pictures of some of these facilities. A lot of college teams have way better facilities than these NFL teams. I see a lot of these that's, college that's, facilities. That's crazy. Very true. Oregon, very Oregon true. looks crazy. Or Ohio State looks crazy. Like some of these college teams are way nicer. And, I just don't think that's – I get college football is big, money coming mm-hmm. in, but there's no way an NFL team should be behind a college. Bro, college. Be honest, go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. It's because, like, bro, like, when, like, for college, they everything has to be a presentation, too. When you go on visits, they're going to see yeah. that way. Like, it's a big-ass way. But also, you go to work there. The NFL, like my dad say, bring a lot. That shit, you, you get your work done, and you move on. That's not – it's not no – You like, live there. Yeah, 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 like, you you go there, get your work done, move on. That's why, like, the college facilities – you got like when you bring kids from business, like a lot of people get parents and they get wild right. Oh, look how big like Alabama's weight room. Good God, like, that shit is crazy. Like right. that shit is two flight, two flights, bro. That shit is crazy. All types in there. NFL, bro. There's one weight room, a bunch of racks. You get the work and you move on. But um, does that NFLP it counts like training staff too? Yeah, so it counts like training staff. Um, because and the thing is, I want people to also understand. Like, I guess players are allowed to like write in i guess notes about some of their grades like for example i want to say it was i I don't i don't i don't want to i think it was i don't even want to say the team because i don't want to be saying the wrong team but one of the teams had like a d for training staff but it was because they didn't feel like the training staff had enough resources you know what i'm saying not that the training staff was bad because i think they had said like the lead trainers they was they graded the trainer themselves good but the staff as a whole it was bad because they didn't feel like they had enough resources to maintain a football team. And I will say, listen, from I didn't play in the NFL, but just from playing in college, like my football team was massive because you have walk-ons, practice players. Then you got the guys that travel like there was a bunch of us. And even when we traveled, we traveled deep like we were we the UConn had a private plane and we packed out the whole plane because of coaching staff. So it's a lot of people. And so I do think you got to be on like. Football teams are the, – the roster itself is 53. It's a lot of people for for essentially four people maybe to manage. It's still a lot, you know, and you don't know what people's injuries are. Some things need more time and care than others. So I think that's a big issue for sure. Like the Jets, bro, we ranked – we got a D- minus in family. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that is. You know what I'm saying? Because to, to rank D-, minus, I think – I think if there's anything the NFL teams 
should have a priority about is at least trying to accommodate the families of their players. Because the thing is, all of these families are giving up the men in their lives for the NFL. Kids miss out on birthdays, miss out on graduations, recitals. Shit, Trent is a son of a NFL coach. He's lived the life firsthand. You know what I'm saying? Like you lose a lot of things because of the commitment that the NFL adds. Like, and so the fact that, you know, maybe just simple things like a daycare, um, just making sure there is a family, a designated family area for players, making sure when they're on the, you know, even a ticket package, like tickets for family shouldn't cost as much as it costs. You know what I'm saying? Even things of that nature. So when you look at all of that, I think family, it's embarrassing to be a D minus or even lower with family. family. You don't get them free. They're big. My, my, my main thing is like some of, some of the things that no. are Hell listed are like no. an excuse. Hell nah. <laughs> Hell no. I, I thought I thought, y'all like, I, thought I thought every I thought every player would get like three tickets or something. Bro, the NFL three. is yeah, trying to get crazy. that ticket no matter what. Go ahead, I was saying like some of the things listed though are inexcusable because these are like still billion dollar organizations, but they have like moldy sh- moldy showers, weight room that hasn't been updated in like twenty years, like things like that. Like some of their some of their medical staff. Have been working since the seventies, so it's like, mm-hmm. yo, they ain't do they? They're not with the new type of technology yeah. and medical uh, advancements and stuff like that. Like, I don't want no eighty-year-old guy after I tear my ACL telling me to like slap something on my knee and I'll be like, no. It's like, so yeah. you see a lot of these companies that like a lot of these organizations that have billions of dollars in revenue every year cutting corners. It makes no sense. And you know what else? Talani's point as well. This is why a lot of athletes, when they get injured, they don't really rely solely on the medical staff of the team. And that's why you see a lot of them. Usually when they get hurt, their agent calls somebody's guy. You know Kobe's guy. You know Aaron's guy. You know, we're going to talk to this guy and go out our way to get the best possible treatment. Because like Lonnie says, some of the people who are there are just outdated. I think it's okay to admit that you're just outdated. You know what perfect, I'm saying? Perfect example when Trent Williams was on the Redskins and he had and he had that lump, and they kept on telling him it was just a regular cyst. It's a regular cyst, and they told him that for years. And then next thing you know, he goes to get a second opinion because he's starting not to feel right and it ended up being cancer. And then right. but then he ended up suing the Redskins and stuff like that because yeah. he's like, "Yo, I had cancer this whole time." He kept on telling me it was just like a cyst or just like a little infection that would just go away by cancer for years. And you guys didn't say anything to me. So yeah, some, some facilities, uh, some organizations definitely deserve criticism, but what is surprising to me when I was looking through it is I'll be honest. I just looked at the Cowboys. You know how we, obviously we were criticized Jerry Jones for putting Mm -hmm. too much of a spotlight on the Cowboys and X, Y, and Z. If you look at all the rankings, bro, they're high in so many things. They're like tied for first in so many categories. And you look at it like, yeah, we criticize Jerry Jones, but he takes mm-hmm. care of his players. players. He takes care of his players. He's really that guy who's making sure that they have the best that they got to bet they got to have, and that begs the two something. I think Jalen said, at the end of the day, we see the Chiefs being second to last, and we see the Cowboys being basically on top, and then someone said the Bears are ranked really high. Like, does this even really translate to winning at the end of the day? Nah, nah, nah. Hold on, hold on. There's some context to that. Go ahead, go ahead, Cowboy. And what's crazy is like when. That's not even just like with Jerry Jones. It goes all the way down to like his security guards that work at the games. Mm-hmm. Like people like the security guards even talk about how well that he treats them and how he goes and talks to them, you know, a lot. And yeah, I mean, look, w- one thing that 
I, I, you know, to go back to your point, J Rob, teams should not be below a B minus when it comes to families because th- this isn't one of those situations to where right. you know, like all the teams are are ranked in a certain way. Like just because the Buccaneers get you know, an A for family or an A for weight room or something like that doesn't mean that every other team can't get an A. You know what I'm saying? It's not that type of ranking. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, what you said, family is so low for some teams, that that to me is wild. And I, I was actually shocked that they that they released something like this. But, you know, I do like it. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm kind of surprised because being with my possible on multiple teams, like, majority of the times, like, the family, like, they're good. They're situated. So, right. like, who, like, who are the teams that got like a D minus in the family? They, like, the, yeah. I know the Jets were real bad. Um, I don't think the, I, I got to look at the list again. But I know the, Jets um, the Cardinals terrible. had an F, and the Cardinals as the well. The Bengals had an F. Crazy. Yeah, but the Bengals, I'm not surprised. They they are literally known to have the the worst um, facilities and all that. Yeah, having not having the cheapest owner. The Dolphins were phenomenal. I mean, I saw that. Listen, listen fellas, they literally got straight A's. <laughs> like when it comes to rank out of thirty-two, uh, they are really, literally really they are either one, two, or three in every single. The Chargers category. and the Rams had bad fit, bro. Oh, LA no. just don't like don't like families apparently. I, yeah, know? I'm just kind of. What was the Giants rank? So if I'll give you, so I'll give you the, I'll give you, um, oh, the you have the Giants full rank, the rank, uh, the Giants ranked. Um, I know the owner. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mr. Mara, he probably oh, gonna look at the entire thing. I'm yeah, curious. I'm about to look for the whole thing. Head coach, I can tell you this: work conditions, Commanders were 32nd. Working I can conditions. Tell. I know that's that. not surprising. That's that's insane. Head coach Josh McDaniels was the worst. Um, and then. Willing to invest owners. Number one, Stephen Ross of the Dolphins. Actually, Clark Hunt of the Chiefs. He was the worst one. Um, yeah, F minus, bro. That's what the Chiefs owner got. That's crazy to me. Wow. The Giants, I just found it. They're eighth overall. Like, they actually have really good ratings all the way around. And it seems like the players, for the most part, it's a bunch of B pluses. They got an A plus in training staff. And then A minus in team travel. So they travel really good. Hey, so Sirianni got an A. Were we too hard on Sirianni? Because they give his. This is voted by his players. They rocking with Cuz. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like this. I think, I think we're not too hard on Sirianni. But that last report that just came out about what the um, with his bodyguard. Remember the dude that had the altercation with the 49ers player with Drake Greenlaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said it was a report that like, oh, um, when Big Dom was off the field, it caused Nick Sirianni to have more arguments with the players. I'm like. That's 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 can't you that can't be that can't, he, he helps him keep him in check is what they says like he was yeah, he, he, he's argumentative he's apparently so he gets so he gets into more arguments with players when he's not yeah. around he calms them down which is crazy for a head coach by yeah, the way you right. a grown ass man I ain't like, like I ain't gonna I was yeah no, I feel that I feel that I like Sirianni man he got some husband to him but I want to move on to this question y'all I really want to I really want to talk about this because I feel like this conversation is 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 coming back around. Obviously, Justin Fields was on his pod was on a podcast with with the Sun God and his brother Equinemius, and pretty much he talked about how like they asked him about him, you know, unfollowing the Bears and things of that nature. Um, and you know, he said, you know, I just don't want to see football right now. I'm on vacation. He's also come out vocally and say, you know, he kind of wants this situation to be over with. But Ryan Paul says something really interesting, and 
he pretty much was he pretty much put out a statement when asked you know about the situation is like i want to just do right by justin and clearly not doubling down to say that Justin's going to be our quarterback kind of leaving it in the weeds but also saying like he might be up for grabs like you know we're going to do what i think is best for him so at least if it sounds kind of like we might trade for him trade the pick but i mean we might draft the quarterback but we may use him and put him in a you know a better team or whatever he thinks is the best opportunity so with that being said, if y'all are Ryan Poles and Cowboy, I'll start with you. What would you do with the number one pick in the draft? Uh, I think I think you got to trade Justin Fields because here's the thing, right? So what do we project that Justin Fields is going to get in another contract? What neighborhood of 40 to $45 million, somewhere around there, we would assume. So it's not about, like, I think that Caleb Williams is going to be a better player than Justin Fields. And I'm an Ohio State fan. I love Justin Fields. But I just think that, you know, when you look at what Justin Fields could potentially be getting paid, let's just say, for example, it's $40 million. Is Justin Fields over the next few years better at $40 million than a Caleb Williams at $8 million, somewhere around that neighborhood? And I think that's the question they have to be asking themselves. And, you know, it, this isn't an easy decision for Ryan Poles. Like I, 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 I kind of made it seem like an easy decision, but you know, like there's players in the locker room that really want Justin Fields to be their quarterback. Um, so you know, there's going to be a divide in the locker room when it comes to that. But I think when it's all said and done, um, trading the or uh, uh, drafting Caleb Williams would be the best for this team, just because you know, like we're we're entering into year four with Justin Fields. And we're still asking questions on whether or not this guy is the guy. And another thing, right? Like we talk about his potential contract. You know, I want a quarterback that gets paid top of the market money because that means I have a really damn good quarterback. And the fact that he's taking below average money, obviously, you know, it's not the end all be all, but you don't like you want to pay your quarterback top of the market money because that means he's a top of the market quarterback. Okay. Lonnie. So He's in a situation where it's like he's doomed if he do, doomed if he don't. Right. Because the players, the fan base, they want Justin Fields. Caleb is the much better prospect, but their best player on offense, DJ Moore, I think he said yesterday, he's like, he wants them to pick MHJ. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel to me, like the the objective way, because I also feel like Caleb would probably rather go home and be in Washington. And he's kind of made little hints here and there that that's what he wants to do. So I think the best thing to do overall would be like keep Justin for one more year, trade you because Caleb, Caleb's gonna get a haul, fill out your roster, and then hey, Justin Fields stinks it up again. Go get Shador next year with all those picks that you have, or go get or go get somebody else. You can still get a super you can still get a super haul, and then you have a stacked roster like a crazy you can have a crazy roster with crazy draft picks, and then like have the draft capital get whatever quarterback you want next year. Because next year, after next year, n- there's not going to be a quarterback that's going to say no to your franchise. Caleb's still, gonna, Caleb's still like, yo, you guys are still kind of butt. But next year, Shador's, uh, Shador's going to be like, yo, I'm walking into like a little super team. And they're all young. They're, they got a young corner. They got Sweat. They got Komet, DJ Moore. So, like, if they do trade, if they do trade back, they can get like maybe neighbors or someone later in the draft. So it's like, yeah, they can have a super stack young squad with a with a hella draft capital if they decide to trade it and keep Justin for another year. And if he works out, then do what you did with Jordan Love. I think the quote 
I, th- I think the quote when he said, I want to do right by Justin Fields, I think the writing's on the wall. Justin Fields is going to get traded. I just think he's going to make a, make an effort to put it, put him in a good situation, maybe trade him to a Pittsburgh, um, maybe trade him to a Denver, just a team that's maybe not in like a full rebuild but has some pieces where he can still succeed. I just think I just think keeping Justin Fields and passing on Caleb Williams, it just, it just leads to arguably being the worst decision ever based on the potential of Caleb Williams. We understand Caleb Williams. He's been hyped now as a generational talent for a couple years now. It's almost like skipping over Andrew Luck. I um, mean, basketball. It's like it's like almost skipping over like Victor Wemby. You just don't do it. You, there's a certain certain talents that there's so much upside to it. You just can't skip over it because if they do skip over it, Caleb Williams has a phenomenal rookie season and it goes on a stretch where he's winning Super Bowls, whatever. You're gonna be looked at as the guy who passed on a generational talent. And if they take him and he flops, it's still kind of like okay, everyone thought he'd be great. And if he kind of, and if he really flops, it's like okay, everyone yep. thought he'd be great, and you don't take as much heat because everyone thought he would be great. So there's just too much to lose by skipping over Caleb Williams. So I, I just think they're going to trade Justin Fields, draft Caleb, but they'll make a concentrated effort to put to, to put Fields in a good situation and not some kind of really rebuilding bad team. Go ahead, Trent. I, I'm um, I mean, I think y'all know why I do a number one pick. I would draft Caleb. But I just want to talk about Ryan Posey because I like the at least I like the approach he came with it because mm-hmm. no like. I rock with Raheem Morris, but what he said at that press, I think that was kind of kind of OD. Like it was kind of the fact. It's the truth, though. It's the truth, but it, I know it's the truth. But like, you, you could have said it. That was that. That's as listen. The other GM <laughs> for the Bills said, said pretty much. Yeah, listen, the guy, the, the GM from the Bills said, listen, I picked Justin. I picked Josh Allen because if it worked, I if it don't work, I ain't finna be here anyway. So <laughs> listen, bro. These boys was out there telling their truths, bro. Them boys out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, like, I feel but like, now, nah, at least I like Ryan Poe's approach with because at least that if they're trying to trade him, they're not trying to trade him to the dirt. They're going to send him in actually right. probably in a good situation where he can right. probably progress, maybe progress as a player. Yeah. Because Falcons need a quarterback, Steelers in the quarterback. So if they can trade him off, do it. But I will say, though, if the guys really feel like they want Justin, like, right. Because that could cost mm-hmm. some, that could cost some, like, what's his name, chemistry issues if. Everybody want to keep Justin, and then you draft Caleb and Trey, bro. That's going that could start off a whole different kind of world. So yeah. I will say, if the guys really fuck with Justin, shit, go go get Marvin Harrison Jr. And Bye that's man. the big that's the big thing that's a part of this thing. conversation because yeah. it's not a simple thing where it's like generational project uh, prospect Andrew Luck situation, no real issues. We're moving off Peyton Manning, we can draft him. Nah, you got fans really saying keep Justin. We got teammates saying keep Justin and we got even people on the other side to be fair I've heard that it wasn't technically Caleb but Caleb's camp saying I don't want to go to Chicago like this is such a weird situation where it seemed like there's so many factors saying we don't want this situation when it comes to Caleb on the Bears and it's crazy considering how good Caleb is because they have so much belief in Justin Fields and in reality when it comes down to the Bears moving forward with that hole that you're talking about not only can they fill up, get Marvin Harrison Jr., but obviously they got another pick in the top 10 and they can go another direction, either go defense, maybe go cornerback if they bring back Jalen Johnson, or go offensive right. line, maybe get Joe Alt or that one other tackle that has a long name that I don't know how to pronounce. From Penn State. Yeah. yeah. So they could they can go that, and obviously the other, other stuff they're going to get from it, they can get even more talent all across the field. So you can look at it as a lose-lose at this point, I would look at it as a win-win, and this is why I'll say a win-win. Because regard, if they do trade Caleb, 
this roster will be so much better. And we know how good they were last year, especially once everything came together at the end. Their defense is going to be really good next year. We know this. And if they get the uh, necessary weapons and the uh, play calling is obviously going to be better because they got rid of the OC from last year, that can be huge. The other part of why it's a win is if Caleb comes on this team and he wins games, none of this matters. Just none of this matters. Right. Moments he starts winning games and starts showing that talent, then he's like, oh, we're good. Bye, Justin. Mm -hmm. Never forget about him. So at this point, the Bears, you got to look at it like obviously take into a lot of factors, pros and cons, but you can win in the situation regardless. If you lose, you suck. You're terrible. You all should be fired. I'll be honest. If if this just fails altogether, you're you're done. You're done. Yeah. But there's one there's one aspect about Caleb that like people because everyone says like the main knock of him. Oh, he's emotional. Oh, he's this or that. So if he goes to a situation where he doesn't want where he doesn't want to be in and doesn't feel wanted, and say the first few games he doesn't play well, that's just gonna tank his confidence, and then the the season's cooked. The season's cooked. Because they're going to be like, oh, we should have kept Justin. Uh, if he is as emotional as people claim he is, he's not going to want to be there. And the next thing you know, he might do some crazy shit and be like, hey, get me out of here, train me, yada, 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 yada. So it can go – I hope I, – I believe in Caleb. I, I think he's going to play well, but it can get, it can get disastrous real quick. Well, go so, ahead, Mike. Oh, go ahead. I was uh, Michael didn't get to – I want to see what he says. Also on this. Go ahead, Michael. The, okay. Uh, so I think – the biggest thing that I'm thinking about when I think about this situation is just there is there's not going to be a perfect situation when it comes to what the media says and what other people say about this. So as a GM, you just kind of have to make a decision, stick to your guns and just do it. Number one, don't, um, you know, draw it out in the media too much. And as as Riddell said, if you start winning games, none of this matters either way. Now, what I will say, though, my philosophy on it, I think you have to take Caleb Williams due to his potential. Um, I understand the idea of trading that pick so you could get uh, Marvin Harrison and then improve your team further. But to me, you have DJ Moore there. And um, if you were to draft a receiver, you know, later after you pick Caleb Williams, you could also start that offense to be really good. And I think the situation, um, as people said, isn't isn't horrible for offense, especially dependent on this draft. So for me, I would go with Caleb. But I will say, you know, there is – if the team really wants Justin, like they're, they're very set on it, I'm not mad at them sticking with him because you have to do what the team wants. But I've seen this a lot in the NFL where, you know, a quarterback will go top five and the team may not want him necessarily. They start winning and none of that matters. So I think as a GM – you just kind of have to gauge the situation for each individual player and see where it is. If you draft Caleb Williams, is it really going to screw up the locker room or is it not? And right. once you figure that out, then you could make a real decision based off of it because it is kind of a win-win or a lose-lose. As right. said. Go ahead, uh, Cowboy. So there was a quote I uh, came out about a few hours ago where Caleb Williams, there was like a, a whole paragraph saying that you know, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. And then, you know, all this other stuff. So he himself said that, you know, uh, he doesn't mind going to the Bears. Um, you know, like when it comes to the Bears, to me, I feel like if you're a number one overall pick, there are a lot worse situations you could get drafted into. Like the Bears, is their offensive line great? No, it's not necessarily bad either. But I mean, you're getting drafted number one overall. Usually, offensive lines for bad teams don't have the Detroit Lions or the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. 
And then, like, he's going to have guys to throw to. DJ Moore, Cole Komet, they could go get another receiver um, in this draft. So, and, and not only that, they they picked up Shane Waldron from Seattle. He was with L.A. Um, with Sean McVay, and then he really helped out with Geno Smith's development over there. So I think that there's a lot of things in place over in Chicago that would excite me if I'm a number one overall pick. And, like, look, if, if Caleb Williams is who we think he is, why is it crazy to think that they can't get a wild card spot next year, right? Like right. if he had if if he's CJ yeah, right. Stroud his rookie season, like what CJ Stroud was, like no doubt about it, that team can make the playoffs. Their defense improved big time down the stretch when uh Eberflus took over the play calling. So yeah. like yeah, that's that's as good of a situation as you're gonna get if you're you know getting picked number one overall. So I mean I could definitely see why Caleb you know, came out earlier and said that he'd be excited to play there. Um, well, I honestly, to to be real with you, I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams. I think that is probably what you're going to have to do. This feels like a Zion, Victor Wembyama type of thing. Like, you don't really have a right. choice. This kid is the yeah. one. However, if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm, I'm going out my way to try to build around Justin Fields. I think if you being real, if we're being realistic about the situation in Chicago, we've given a lot of grace for a guy like Trevor Lawrence in terms of his development as a quarterback when he's had a debacle of a start with his coach. He finally found mm-hmm. some level of stability and he's still going through his ups and downs with his development. And we're still question marks about what he's going to be but the Jaguars are going to buy into him still. And when I look and when I look at Justin Fields, and this is why I don't and this is why I say sometimes I think as as football fans, dual threat quarterbacks specifically aren't really graded uh with the same level of patience because Justin Fields has had one of the most irresponsibly handled jo- uh coaching staffs and front offices yeah. in all of football. The mishandling of Justin Fields has been absolutely atrocious and nobody talks about the disservice of the Bears. And now not only the disservice of the Bears that they have done to him, but let's be real with you. Justin Fields has found ways to thrive through all of the madness, through all of the madness. And if we're being frank, if he doesn't get hurt, Fellas, they might potentially be a playoff team this year. Let's not forget the only reason they have the number one pick in the draft is du- is due to the fact that, um, just due to the fact that the Panthers were horrible, and so they wouldn't even be in this situation. And so, if I'm Ryan Poles, I would go out my way to get the O lineman, go get Marvin Harrison Jr. Trade down. Go. I'm use. I would take for ransom if the Commanders want this number one pick so bad. I want Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin. I'm going for it. I'm going to stockpile Justin Fields with as as many weapons as I can. And if it doesn't work, then if it doesn't work, then we have a stockpile of picks, assets, and we're already going to probably have a high pick. If there's a quarterback we like, or fellas, they have so much cap space. If there's a quarterback we want to buy. We can go do that next year with this ready-made roster. So I just feel like, for me, Ryan Poles don't got to overthink this, especially, and I'm going to go Bama with this one, especially if he, Justin Fields, 
has captured the hearts and souls of Chicago. If I'm taking one out of, I'm taking a page out of Bama's book. If them boys in that locker room is ready to run through the wall for Justin Fields, and the city is ready to run through a wall for Justin Fields, and I listen to a lot of different personalities on TikTok who cover Chicago sports, if the fan base and media believe in this kid, why can't Ryan Poles and the Bears organization believe in this kid? And if you don't have the faith, why why did you bring him here in the first place? And there's no way with a objective with an objective lens, the guy overseeing the team looked at looked at the facilities he put around this kid and said, "I put him in the best opportunity to succeed." It's ridiculous. So that being said, they probably going to take Caleb, and he's going to. I think he'll be great. But Justin Fields, I think, is going to have a hell of a run in, in Atlanta. And people are going to blink and feel like they just missed it. Completely missed it. Bama, how you doing, bro? Good. J-Rob. You feel me? Hit that game, brethren. Yes, sir. Ski. You make nasties. <laughs> you squeeze one out by your nasty little chinny chin chin. Buddy got the bait jacket on. Put that shit on. Hey, you know, I try to do it every now and then. That shit, you know, I don't I don't do too much. But... <laughs> That boy got money. Don't do too much. Grill master Jalen. I see you down there, grill master. Let's go, let's go, Bama. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a what is this grill? Hold on, we got an open field. Oh shit. I let open Philly in here in the Yeah, I let Michael come with the big leagues. I let Mike pull up today. He's been moving me a little bit. We got my brother from another mother hero. My brother from another mother right here, cowboy. The only cowboy <laughs> thing I can mm. <laughs> See you. What's good, baby? Yo, yo, what up? What up, Bama? How you doing, bro? You know, I'm chilling, man. Then we got Lonnie, baby. Yo, I, I feel bad, man. I told you I, I was in a meeting yesterday, but I wanted to, I wanted to go at Trent yesterday for that bowl that he was talking about with Percy Harvin. That was that crazy. Was hot. That day was hot, bro. I had to dip, bro. I couldn't get a word in, bro. Here's the main thing I gotta say about that. Here's the main thing I gotta say about that. Yes, yes, Chiefs was awesome. But what did you what did you call Percy Harvin's quarterback? What did you call him? No fullback. He's Taysom Hill. Fullback. Percy Harvin is a better gadget player than Jamar Chase. Yes. So, so I, I I agree with the whole fullback comment. He's a better football Who was throwing Chase the ball? What? Use a better football. A better yeah. So, Burrow, who, who you, who I think you said had the second greatest quarterback season of all time, a quarterback. So, yeah, imagine, imagine Percy, that dog that we all know, having, yeah. having Burrow, the who had the second greatest quarterback season of all time, and not a fullback throwing him a ball. What numbers would he yeah, put up? Percy Harvard's one of the greatest, but he, he's he's not better than Chase. He's a better gadget. Look, the Anthony Thomas is a better gadget player than Jamar Chase. He's not better than him. He's a better gadget player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. it's just that. Listen, he was a god, bro. Uh, uh, like I said, against South Carolina, I just don't think chat understands. Tebow was doing nothing. Percy was insane, bro. Hey, he hey, his Urban Meyer literally. Urban Meyer Chase had the second greatest quarterback in college said, football history. He said, "Hey, we can't do a fucking thing on offense. Put Percy." Percy. At <laughs> he, <got mad> <laughs> he said, 
Like, like, like I'm gonna keep saying over and like I'm gonna keep saying. couldn't make half the throws Burrow could make. I'm gonna keep saying Tavon, DeAnthony, Percy, they are better gadget players than Jamar Chase. But we're talking about as a receiver, we know that's Tavon Austin was a better football, was a better football, was a better college football player than Jamar Chase. And I heavily disagree. No, Yo, I, I just want to say, Percy Harvin, college football player. I'm not saying wide receiver. He's a better gadget player. Percy was a better player in college. I did. I disagree. Yo, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Just like, just like you give him Joe Burrow, like and his numbers are going to look insane. Hey, J. Rob, J. Rob, them boys crashed out about Megatron. It is nothing that y'all can say to convince me that Megatron was the best college receiver of all time. Now, if you're going based off prospect, I'll give you that. But when y'all said Megatron was the player. best college receiver of all time and he only had 1,200 yards received? No way, but no, but nobody says the, the, the greatest the receiver. Test, yeah. The greatest college but receiver of all time. Y'all had him top The greatest five. college receiver of all time is Randy Moss. The greatest college receiver of all time is Randy Moss. When Calvin Johnson had ranked him, Y'all had him too. Calvin y'all had Johnson Megatron gets ranked too. so highly. Calvin Johnson gets ranked high because him as a football, as a player, as a player. What he Calvin Johnson as a wide receiver is better than 98% of college receivers that ever played a game. It's not a receiver prospect. He was a better receiver prospect, but it is no, receivers in college player. football that had nineteen hundred and ninety-six receiving yards along with twenty. So do you think Braylon Edwards was better than Calvin You're not going to tell me that okay. Calvin Johnson was a better okay, so college receiver than that. Braylon Edwards in college was better than Calvin Johnson. Yes, and you being a stat watcher, you're being a <laughs> no, stat that's not stat watcher. You think Raylan Edwards is but okay? Do you think Mike Percy Harvard's isn't a good Jamar Chase? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, I, let's I think Michael Crabtree was better than Michael Crabtree. We gotta move on. Let's let them finish because we gotta move on. You think Mike Williams from USC is better than Calvin Johnson in college because he had better numbers? Mike Williams, I, I was just about you to try. All right, yeah, come move on. Mike, move on. Mike Williams, Mike Williams, and Dwayne Jared. Move on, move on. Mike Williams, and Dwayne I just want to end. I just want to end this with saying, I just want to end this with saying, Percy Arvin was so damn good on the field, they tried to kill that man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, cowboy. All my folks in here, that's getting older, bro. Mike Williams and Dwayne Jerry was a scary dynamic duo on college. They were. Just I'm sitting there and just be like, oh, yeah, you think this dude better than – like, bro, it was a they point nice. where – Yeah. They were nice. Yeah. So they, they, they weren't better yeah. than Calvin. That's the point. But, like, they, but they NFL careers did not end up like Calvin. So the real. hindsight of it – Of course, the hindsight of it would be Megatron is better than these guys. Like, but if we going from oh that's what I was that's what I was uh, arguing with you boys about when y'all was like Reggie Ball wasn't an impact player on that team, it was just no, all no, Calvin. No, Jackson. you said Reggie Ball was the best player. Don't get that twisted. Oh, oh yeah, you, you yeah. Reggie Ball was the four, best player. Four, he's the oh. quarterback. He was the <laughs> general. Because he played quarterback, don't mean he was the, the best player oh, on the field. Oh, Everybody yeah. named Mama knows. I can ask my dad right now, who oh, way older than all of us. Everybody yeah. named Mama know Calvin Johnson's the best player on Georgia Tech. And it's not close. What about that game winning drive where he dialed up number 12 the whole drive and not Calvin? You gotta bring up one game winning drive to try to say he's the best player on the field. But what I'm saying is, bro, it's the quarterback. It doesn't always have to go through Calvin Johnson based off the offense they ran. They ran a pro offense and they have three receivers, six, four, and taller, bro. It wasn't really just Megatron, 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 Megatron. Yes, they was Megatron, Megatron, Megatron. No, it was the best 1200 yards. Okay, Georgia Tech's offense wasn't. Nigga, how many how many pass yards do you think Reggie Ball threw for? Bro, they ran the pro offense. Don't say they well, ran. How many pass yards do you think he threw for? He played through for two bands. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, 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 alright. We're gonna continue that conversation. Name. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you just need to put some respect on Percy's name. And you and the glaze y'all giving this man chasing college is a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. But go ahead, go ahead. Go, yeah, it's ridiculous. Go ahead, go ahead, cowboy. There was a list of the top 10 college quarterbacks. I want to read it real quick. Baker Mayfield one, Cam Newton two, Vince Young three. Tim Tebow, four, Burrow, five, Watson, six, Murray, seven, Jackson, eight, nine, Mariota, ten, Robert Griffin, the third. Did you say Bits Young, three? Yeah, you know that list. That list is that list is sick. And they honestly, enough. they just, they just, they just could not. They just, they just. Baker's they just have one is racist. You can't tell. Yeah, me. They, yeah, they, they couldn't. They, just, they didn't have the courage and the conviction to put. Yeah, they just didn't have the courage. number one. I mean, Joe Burrow's number what five? They, yeah. they don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't. They, they just didn't have the courage to do that. He's yeah, they, hey, the biggest they, W on that list is Vince Young at three. Honestly. Yeah, oh, Vince Young. I was say, like, Vince what, Young. What he did against that USC team, people forget it, that it, USC it, team. No, that USC yeah. team. People are ready to call call up. them the greatest college team of all time. Yeah, that's nah, what happened. The greatest but, dynasty, and he beat them. It's crazy. But, hey, but let me ask y'all about this because we're almost in that NFL combine. We're in that time of the year combine draft pro days. It's about to be March, so that's that time of the year. So with that being said, what do y'all think that? You know, we're in this era where, like, all the top quarterbacks now, they just really not throwing at the combine. they like, yeah, it's quiet. So yeah. Jaden, Drake, and Caleb all decide they're not throwing at the combine. Which Do y'all think that is a, a good or a bad thing? And what quarterback do you believe is going to turn the most heads that is throwing at the combine? Trent, we can start with you. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Bama. Go ahead, Bama. Bama, go I ahead. I want to leave this by saying because I'm always the old head, so I want to lead it with this. I feel like that compound shit, I really fuck with it on the on the sense of them boys because it's not really a proper sim- simulation of, of, of game time. And mm-hmm. they just put the pressure on you. So that's the only thing they simulating is the pressure right. that right. you're going to experience. But everything else is is not really like um transferable to the field besides what the little L drill, 5105. Like, yeah, yeah I want to sure. see oh, that your first 10 yards to your 40. Like, yeah, I feel those like those like the first transferable things but like them just such a small drill and you do those at pro day anyway right so the reason why i like them doing it at pro day because now i'm a lot more comfortable right mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying if we just go throwing t-shirts and shorts anyway i might as well be comfortable when i do it right right we have seen it pro days johnny manzel won his pro day coming in the, in the shoulder pass he probably mm-hmm. got drafted you heard jerry jones talk about i thought about drafting man they get it from them pro days zach wilson became the second overall pick from rolling to the left and flicking it back right and catfish put the whole nation in getting juicy. Didn't cat, did it catfish hey rob lifted up and put his shine gun on Everybody said that's the number two draft pick right there, all off a of pro day at the crib. You know what I mean? The times are faster. Usually the reps are higher because kids is just more comfortable. So yep. why put yourself through all that attitude stress when really, say if you go out there and run a 4-7, that's not really your time. You was just nervous. That's going to drop you. You lose 10, 20 million dollars all off of a, a, a simple mistake when really that's not really who you are. I'm just nervous. Mm. The moment was about to get to me. So put it all in your favor, man, because like I said, we talk about this all the time with Brock Purdy. These teams are going to use whatever leverage they have against you. Whenever the time comes, they're going to use it against you. So as young kids, 
use all the leverage you have against them. If you don't mm. have to, if you are good enough to where you don't have to mm. go to a pro day, don't yeah. do it. Right. Well, I mean, not a pro day, but the uh, NFL combine. combine. Won't yeah. do it. Do you, don't it have nothing to, you don't have nothing to prove. Yeah, look. Kyle mm. Hamilton dropped out the top five all because of a four. And you see how good Kyle Hamilton is. Yeah, yeah, facts. Mm. Lord, have, mer- is Lord have mercy, brother. He is yeah. special. Um, <laughs> special. You know, I was going to say. Um, it took two years for him to be the best safety in football. Two years. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, bro, like, Go just ahead. for the top guys, honestly. Like, the combine is basically for guys that, honestly, now that need it. Like, back in the mm-hmm. day, like, even if you was a top guy, everybody used to participate in the combine. I remember, like, mm-hmm. when Calvin Johnson – Bro, borrowed a do a combine shoes, ran shoes, ran a four three eight, and then caught it off. Like all the top guys used to be in the combine, but now it's like, for what? And you know right. my word. Like Drake May's views, Marvin. Har- I don't even think they they say Marvin Harrison might not even attend the combine, or he again he's only going there for what's his name interviews. Like yeah, I think that's now the combine, like this this shit is set for the players that really need it and really help rise their stock or people that got a lot of questions for. And I'd like to ask you a question, um. Probably the um biggest riser, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like we gotta see what JJ do, and honestly, the one who's gonna probably turn the heads probably Spencer Rattler, and then the probably be Spencer Rattler because he's gonna the rattlesnake. And then probably the probably the most anticipated thing I'm kind of waiting for is I gotta see what's we'll the Michael Penix medical um Gucci. I gotta see mm-hmm. it because that can really that can really hurt his stock. Yeah, make, make, or make or break break. yeah, make or break it for real. Honestly, yeah, that's that's dead ass. That's probably the most important thing. He don't like he can throw all that shit, but if the medical's not right, yeah, bro, that shit not it, bro. Yeah, Michael Michael Penix is definitely big for me. Before too, y'all bro. go, I want to say this too. If the NFL really have a problem about them boys waiting a pro day, how about this NFL invite some of them HBCU ball players to them uh, uh, NFL combines and get them boys the opportunity to go out there and show mm-hmm. what they can do because y'all only pull one or two of them boys a year up to go to the NFL combine anyway. So now with these bigger bigger players like Caleb, Drake May, all these guys, Maserati, Marv sitting out, invite some of them invite some of them HBCU boys up there. Get them the opportunity mm-hmm. to be seen, whether they get drafted in the NFL, but they get the opportunity to be seen by the USFL, XFL, Canadian football, all of these leagues, bro. So if, if you really need players to show up and compete, bring some of them boys up. That that I feel like that would be a good switch off since Caleb and all them boys want to do the pro days. More so let that NFL combine be for them HBCU players and some of them players that really need them them combines to get them some some type of traction. Man, Bam, you know they yeah. not the most overrated, so, almost overrated thing in, in football. I think the NFL has done a masterful job of trying to act like it was important. At a time, I think it was. But now I'll tell you what the 40-yard dash, I, th- I think it's great when guys have times like a 429 or a 431, people get excited. But we see guys like John Roth mentioned in the chat where we understand that that speed is not necessarily football speed. Running with pads and a helmet on is very different than just running in your shorts and that environment versus in-game is just two different things. So I don't even put that much on the 40-yard dash. In terms of the bench press thing, these dudes are bouncing off their chest, whatever. To me, that does not indicate how strong you are on the offensive line or how you're able to push off somebody. So I think that's just another kind of metric that's not that useful. I think the one drill, you know, where the wide receiver, they'll be catch, drop it, turn around, catch, drop it, whatever you call that drill. That's cool. It's cool to see. But again, there's just so much film now and so much film analysis that goes on throughout a player's career, there's nothing you're going to learn at the combine about someone that you don't already know in terms of play on the field. I think the Wonderlick test, I think, did they do that at the combine? Did they do that at the combine? What? 
that the Wonderlick test or the test that they do like on paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. see that that I think maybe that's that that's something that they don't know because I don't think they do that beforehand. That's something I think that team can maybe get some information on player. But we understand what all these quarterbacks do as a player, as a thrower. We understand most of these wide receivers, measurables, and all that. There's nothing they're gonna learn about these players other than the Wonderlick test that they don't already know from these combine. Uh, from these last, I mean, thing say, last thing I say though, I forgot to say this. Um, so I said this on my show. I'm not gonna hold you. If Keon Coleman even sniffs around like a like a like a low four four, he may get like a four three nine, four three eight. Me personally, I think he's gonna go top ten. I you know think he already, top- you know, he already going jump. You know, he already going jump. Like- no, I'm not gonna lie. The, the narrative of Keon Coleman, a lot of people don't like his film, but I feel like he was severely misunder um, utilized because you watch Florida State, all they had him and Johnny Wilson do is running curls and comebacks. Like you, that's all he had to do. Yeah. So if he runs great routes and he runs a good ass forty, he's going. He might be the second receiver off the board. I'm not saying yeah. he should, but he re- he could potentially be this. Like bro, six four two twenty running the four three and, and nah, the actually, size is undeniable. He's not like he's not like DK stiff because three because DK's three cone drill was terrible. I don't think it's gonna be that bad. So if he runs like a four like a four three nine a four four and his three cone drill is really good. Shit. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it when it comes to Keon. For me, I mean, for the conversation, like, yes, film is always better, obviously, when you really watch how they play, when they watch how they play against competition. But like some people have said, we do recognize that these combines and these pro days could definitely rise your stock, which is what's gonna matter for these people who are not in the conversations. Not the, the people who are set. The people who know where they're going to go, basically, like Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams, they don't gain anything from it. They mm-hmm. gain absolutely nothing. So the people that it does matter are the people that they kind of know their names. They see some of their tape. They're kind of 50-50 on it. And the 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 testing and how what they do with their athleticism and all that stuff can really kind of put a stamp on, okay, now I'm a believer. I mean, we saw that with Anthony Richardson. That dude went huge because he was an absolute beast in the combine. Yeah. And for me, Michael Penix is one, of course, because I, I still like what I've seen from Michael Penix. I think he's an amazing thrower of the football. I think he has a great touch. Obviously, he has a great deep ball. And the medicals are going to be very important. And I do want to see that 40. I actually do because if he's, if he's like, decently fast, like, he doesn't have to be – of course, someone like uh, Drake May or anything, of course. But if he's not as slow as someone like a Jared Goff, then I'll be happy. I'll be happy for Michael Penix. I make him not a complete liability. In the, you know, in the Jared Goff ran four six. Yeah, That's I want to be faster. Bro, how often do you run Jared Goff right now in the NFL? Do y'all not know, like, what speed he is, bro? What you're saying, Bama, is fine, but what we're talking about in the NFL right now, there's a lot of issue with Jared Goff because when they put pressure on him, he struggles getting uh, handling that pressure and escaping that pressure. I'm just hoping that's not speed, though. That's not speed, though. That's not speed. 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 That's speed. That's not speed. That's not speed. That's not speed. That's not speed. not that much. There's of plenty course. of guys who could be way faster cutting, turning, and doing all that. When do you ever really run straight line? In one go route, like maybe a couple of plays, maybe two plays in the game, you're in a go route. You never run in a straight line in an NFL game ever. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yes, and I understand. Romo ran, ran like a five is- flat, but trying to get him in the pocket was next to impossible. No, no, that's that's 100%. Of course, there's more to it. But when it comes to perception, it really helps your case when they think, oh, yeah, he's pretty fast just in general. So the perception of Michael Penix is he's going to be a cone in the pocket. If he can slightly change that perception with the 40 and with other drills, that will be huge for him. And the other guy I do want to talk about real quick is Bo Milton. 
because he is like a athletic beast from what I've seen as a quarterback. He's huge. Did I say he got the best arm talent in the draft? Oh, that's that's Josh Allen. If you like Josh Allen, you better like Joe Milton. I have to see it translate, but if we're talking about the uh, athletic freak and the quarterback position right now, he could be a huge guy who could rise his stock extremely, and he could be someone like Okay. No, okay. The ball, All right. Probably the problem with Joe Milton. I'm just saying hey, he can rise his stock. Hey, rise his stock. Okay. Can he the not? Combine, the Trent, he threw the ball 92 yards. He's, he's, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> not, the problem with Joe Milton though is that he also like he also bombed the senior bowl. This is where the combine is not going to leave somebody that he is a seventh round pick, like at best. Like at best, like he's terrible. Like but so if he goes crazy in the combine, Josh Allen was way He had less talent though. He just he just has a strong arm. That, that none of that shit applies to the film. And I know did y'all. I know y'all watch the Senior Bowl. We talk yeah, about, about to say he was the worst he player was, in the Senior Bowl. The senior he had bowl. the worst performance in the terrible. Senior Bowl. Like, and and to be honest with you, I hope he gets better, but like I can't. To, they love better, athletic but... freaks. That's the new NFL nowadays. Yeah, that but athletic I can quarterback. See, like, you know, you know what they want. You know what this? Maybe you know, could play tight end, Joe. Yeah, I'll say he a Jordan Reed type of. You hey, y'all need Thomas, to save like, all and, these comments right here for March first. All right. And hey, to be honest right with now, you, we only got two more days left in Black History Month, and y'all already putting. He Bro, he's. I'm just saying we're talking about athletic ability, but I don't think he. Tra- listen, I'm. You know me. I'm supporting a black quarterback always, Come but on, bro. listen, he's like you got to be honest about what Joe Milton is. Like you know, he's he's, he's not that great. He's not. Bro, he's not that great. He, he's not that bro, great. If he goes yeah, crazy, we're, gonna, in the we're gonna look at. Go ahead, Cal. He's he gonna be lined up like this. Coming off that edge, he could play the end. He could play the linebacker too, though. I ain't going to say linebacker. Listen, think about like this. Think about like this. His eyes as a quarterback, he's gonna understand. Like, listen, I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying that he can't play in the NFL, but I just don't see the quarterback. He's gonna have to surprise me. But Cowboy, you want to say something? Yeah. No. Uh, w- when it comes to Joe Milton. You know, I, I think there's there's a difference between being able to throw the football well and being a quarterback. And I think that Joe Milton is a far, far reach from being a good quarterback. I think there's a difference right. between the two. And then, like, when it comes to the combine, right, you know, the, re- the main reason why this is around still, because let's be honest here, organizations are telling their coaches to stay back. Like, they're like, nah, you don't need to come to the combine. You're good. They're right. bringing analytic analytic department guys instead of those coaches now you know like the combine is like for the mlb the winter meetings that's where all the teams get together and you know talk about potential trades and get information on certain things you know that's like to me it seems like that that's a big reason as to why the combine's still around because like the lions said it the best the the front office from the lions said it the best combine's great and all but we're we're building our board based off the tape that we watch and let's keep it real here. You know, 2023 draft lions probably had the best draft out of everybody. Just looking at, you know, outside of the Texans and and when it comes to year one production and then, you know, to, to cap this off, I think that, you know, I'm with Trent with this one. I think JJ McCarthy and it hurts me because he's a Michigan guy, but you know, I think JJ McCarthy is going to, is going to raise his stock big time. You know, I, I I really do. Hmm. We'll see with JJ. 
because I think I think he's going to test very well in a, in a lot of aspects. With Spencer Rattler, though, a lot because a lot of people forget that he was like a few years ago. He was projected to go number one before like Caleb went on the scene and he played yeah. bad in Oklahoma. So I feel like if all these top quarterbacks are going to be sitting out, and he does perform well with the interviews and stuff like that, because there were concerns about like his maturity and things like that. But if he can. If he can like show all that up and he performs well during the combine, then that he's gonna be the main person everyone's gonna be talking about. So I feel like he could jump maybe to QB four. Well, he's already QB four to me, but he can make some noise, especially if people don't like some of the things that Jaden Daniels does, like with terms of, like his his weight and stuff like that. And like I I like Jaden Daniels, but like I said, like when I'm nitpicking, like I don't like how high he throws the ball sometimes because sometimes you see receivers have to like go out and overreach for it. And if Spencer Rattler has like good ball placement and stuff like that, someone might t- try to take a flyer on him. So I definitely think he's at three. Wait, who? Who? I don't know if Rattler's going to jump to Jaden Daniels. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. Hell no. I don't think he's better than Jaden Daniels. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Well, I don't think people are going to take that risk. So a team could talk themselves out of Jaden because of like his, because of his weight and things like that. Dare to be different. I like it. You know what I mean. I think Jaden is better. If my Patriots don't take him, I, I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna get a Chiefs jersey and and be chilling with Riddell. But wow, like, I can definitely see it themselves like, hey, not gonna be us too. Like this boy's too skinny. This boy doesn't have a good like a strong enough arm. But here's this here's this unit in Rattler who's raw, strong, stronger, bigger, faster. Not faster, but stronger, bigger, bigger arm. I'm about to say the yeah, legs is not even close, bro. The legs are not even close. Yeah, legs aren't close. I'm just say you can see like he's more pro. He's more yeah. prototypical in terms of like what teams are looking for. Can Can yeah. I ask a question, to everybody? Go ahead. Do you guys mind ranking like the top? Just Just you know, rapid fire top five quarterbacks in this draft. For me, I will go. I will go, Caleb. Oh, you can go answer. Go ahead, Michael. I'll go, Caleb. Drake May, then I'll go Jaden Daniels, then I'll go. It's in between um, Penix and Rattler, but I'll say Rattler five Penix and then six next. Um, I probably go Caleb. I will go Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, in order. Actually, no, I'm capping. I'm going Caleb Williams. You know, I'm. The thing with Drake May and K- and, and Jaden is kind of blows mine is both of them I believe have like all pro level talent because both of the different. things that they the things that they do great in at the college level if they translate to the NFL both of them could really be different in the NFL like they both have yeah. that level of upside. Um, I'm gonna just because I think Jaden Daniels' dual threat ability is a little bit higher, and I think just. But he looked like you know the mouse in a cartoon. Like he looked like uh Tom running from was was who's the who's the mouse? Jerry. Yeah, he looked Jerry. like Jerry running away from Tom. Like that's how he looked like when he run. Like he is it's insane to me. So I'm, I'm gonna go Jaden Daniels because his dual threat at two. Drake may at three, but it is close. It could go either way. Coin flip. Um, after that, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Michael Penix, and then I'm gonna say Spencer Rattler at five. And then on the outside, looking in, Bo Nix, okay. J.J. McCarthy. I'd probably say mine, Caleb, Drake, J.D. Um, see, it's like after that, bro, I don't 
The four spot is just four and five spot is just so crazy. It could go anywhere. Whatever your preference. I probably lean towards like a JJ Dan Spence for real, Spencer Rattler. Hey, yeah. I ain't gonna yeah. Um, I would go Caleb one. I'll go Drake two. Uh, Jaden Daniels. I'll go three. I do think Jaden Daniels, although he's very explosive, very shifty. He's not as like explosive or shifty as like a Lamar Jackson or even uh even from what I've seen from like a Kyler Murray. And I do think he needs to fit in the right system for him to really be successful. So I'm very curious to see. You don't think he's ex- is ex- is as explosive a runner as Kyler Murray? Um, he's not Lamar, but he's Kyler for sure. I can understand Lamar. Lamar's the best leg in the history of the game, so I'll I'll give you Lamar. But to a Kyler Murray, as a as a, you really watch Jaden Daniels play ball this year? I ain't like Kyler. I watched Kyler to get the toe in that. He did, but I'm just saying he was. Let me explain. Let me explain. When it comes down to running the ball, obviously, when you pass the line of scrimmage, I'd probably say yeah, yeah, Jaden Daniels, Kyler Murray. But when it comes to making a play, um, like Kyler Murray does. Um, not only in the pocket but outside the pocket and mm-hmm. making a play with his arm and his legs, I would give it to Kyler Murray for sure. Right. Um, with that said, Jane Daniels three, uh, Michael Penix four. I'm still very high on Penix and right system. I think he can be very successful in the NFL. And fifth, spent it to Rattler. He has all the tools. He has all the tools, so he just got to put it together. Uh, yeah, I got. I go Caleb. I go Caleb Drake. Uh, Jane Daniels, JJ McCarthy, then Penix. Um, I look. Here's the thing: like, if you're asking me right now, who's the better quarterback? I would say Penix is a better quarterback, and I think that probably even Spencer Rattler is a better quarterback right now. But like, if JJ McCarthy goes to like Denver and is with Sean Payton, I I think he could develop into a really good player. Do you think he should start from day one? No, no. Okay. Yeah, no, me personally. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna switch to JJ and Nick, so I don't have JJ at six. So everyone, everyone seems to have similar guys. There. Everyone seems to have like the same five guys. I just want to give a quick shout out though to a guy I think might be better than the, the four and five. Mike Michael Pratt at Tulane. He showed me something. He worked under four different offensive coordinators in his. Michael Pratt is nice. He is. Yeah, nice. I, I think he he's, he's getting nice. a little overlooked. <laughs> His situation was probably the worst out of any of these quarterbacks in terms of team that he had to play with and all those coaches. But I think he's a guy probably get drafted, put him as a backup quarterback. But if he, could, I think he could be a quality starter. I give you a decade. I just don't believe in his arm. The, the arm talent. I mean, yeah, I, I guess his arm talent isn't as strong as obviously like the the Drake Mays of the world, the Caleb Williams. But I like his decision making. And, and one thing with him, his teammates love him. Like his teammates, a great yeah. leader. He's a guy that his teammates really want to play for. And I think something like that definitely matters. But. Give me him. Maybe I'll put him at the five spot. He can be a bit of a sneaky play over there. Okay. So me? And then tell him your receiver rankings. Tell him who you got as wide receiver one. All right, I got y'all after this. I got you after this, Cowboy. So for the quarterbacks, oh, I ain't no. going to put him in no I ain't gonna put him in no order because me, myself, personally, it's really dependent on all where they fall, and I'm not just finna go off on a limb how y'all do it. Right. Okay, bro. Um, because I feel like y'all setting that kid up for failure. Uh, because oh. it's it's a few situations he can fall into that can fuck his career up, and I don't know. Um, so no order, of course. You got Caleb Drake, me, me myself personally. One guy in there that people go sleep on that's gonna have like that uh that Brock Purdy type of value. Sam Hartman, don't sleep on him, especially where you go get him four to six rounds, four to six. That's mm-hmm. gonna be a solid quarterback that could come in and run your offense. Um. 
DJ, uh, not DJ. Okay, I'm looking at that DJ Ungulay. Fuck no, but uh, Spencer <laughs> Rattler. <laughs> Spencer Rattler. I'm, I, I like Spencer, bro. Like I, I like him a lot. Um, a lot of his shit is between the ears. Him like trying to lower his arrogance. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, mm. him having to go to South Carolina, he got a little taste of humble pie. Uh, right. I like Spencer Rattler. Um, man, I, I, I'm sorry, bro. I got to go with Joe Milton, bro. I, I gotta go with Joe Mill because Ooh. of the physical. Y'all love all these. This is my turn. This is my turn to take a big strong <laughs> this man. Everybody love big strong Respect man. The physical so man. I, bro. I, I can't. Man's I can't man. like the big strong man. I like, but y'all can like the big strong men. Y'all like that's crazy. <laughs> Please say pause. Please say pause. You mean to tell me you like Brazil. the worst quarterback out this draft class? And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, another you know, super not even super get drafted. Hold on. It'll be different, man. You tried to No, no, no. I ain't trying to be different, but I fought with, I fought with Jordan Travis, too, though. I ain't trying to be different, yeah. bro. But I can't ignore somebody throwing the ball 90 yards, bro. When y'all That's sit and gag Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, the reason why they be better than these people. But they, they can do it with accuracy. They can do it with accuracy. You know why we give them accuracy, Lonnie? Emma, you know why we give them praise? Because when they throw the deep ball, at least the receiver can catch it. Not throwing it to the stands. Ooh. Not throwing it to the other ops. Not throwing it to the other ops. Hey, come on, man. Are you being too different, bro? Like, you being too like, different. I, I just like I just like Joe Milton physicals. Anthony Richardson only showed you one game. Uh, uh, Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen really came out of nowhere. He was playing him. Yo, y'all care to Anthony Richardson now? Bro, yeah, outside he of that, because he got mad at how much I praised Anthony Richardson man, going into the look, season. It was it was tough. Did he st- wait, Jalen, did he not go top five still? <laughs> I said he was still gonna go top five. He still went top five. He I said did, he going which was five. nasty work, bro. No, it wasn't nasty work. <laughs> I was told nasty you. when he but that combine helped him a lot. He had like fifty three percent. Bama, hey Bama, you know what? You know why it was oh, so now it's nasty. But that same combine. That you was just talking about that these players don't need. He went to the combine with a four four, with a four yeah, four. Because he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you said that don't make you. Ju- but you also said it won't make you jump up dramatically. He went to number went number five. Wait, let me say something too. Let me say something yeah. too about. <laughs> <Anthony Richardson. laughs> combine went crazy for AR. Clip this about Anthony Richardson right now. If the Colts draft well, have a good off season. The way that we talk about Kirk Cousins, that tier, a rich gonna be in that tier by the end of next season. If he that, lying. if that team, he ain't lying though. He's not lying. He's AR's physical tools. If he plays well, his physical tools so undeniable, bro. Like it's gonna be the same thing with Justin Herbert year one when he first came out. The numbers and stuff, the talent going just ooze off the screen where you can't deny that this is a top. He could he could easily be top ten in one season, bro. Easily be top. I'm going top bro, twelve. I, I got he, the could be, he could be top, he could be top. Bro, this could I don't I know I don't want to hear this shit too early. This could be Cam Newton with the Josh Ooh. Allen arm. I'm trying to bro, bro, Cam Newton with a Josh Allen arm is crazy. No, if I tell you, if I told you Cam Newton with the Josh Allen arm, what are you gonna say, bro? What are you gonna say? He's a genius, bro. He's a genius. He has a top five running back when healthy. 
coming mm-hmm. back. They're going to draft well. MVP dark horse, if and you ask me. And he has. Talk about it. <laughs> the same way how Jalen Hurts had that one big year, A-Yorka had that same year on the Colts, bro. Fact, what I'm saying, bro. What I'm saying, you would need the no. weapons it's, to really take advantage of his arm. A lot of you, Josh Downs is Brown was a, a deep threat, of course. Shout out to Josh Downs, player's choice alumni, man. That hey, don't let, don't let Rome, right. don't let Rome go to Indianapolis. Don't let him go. Don't let Rome. You don't have high. I don't think. Wait, so I'm just saying, you want you wanted everybody's five at wide receiver, right? Yeah. So I'll go. Oh back yeah, yeah, Bama. No, I want to hear Bama's five in particular. Yeah, he's, yo, he's, he's gonna cool. say some bullshit. Uh oh, uh oh. He's biased. He's biased. He's biased. biased. I'm not biased. All right, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. No, go ahead. Order. no, please. Javon Baker. Let's get that out the way right there. Let's, we, we're, we're getting him out the way right there. Gentlemen, good sweet. At one? Mick Mother. No I say no, no, no. Again, no order, no order. I'll have selective hearing, just like my girl. It's okay. I said no order. All right. No, no order. Don't do me like this. Javon Baker, Maserati Bar, um, Keon. Where art thou, Romeo? Yeah, there's two obvious names. I, I thought there's two <laughs> obvious wide receivers. Rome, a dude, uh, Rome, yeah, Rome, and Rome. Right. Say the last, last name. Say the last name. Uh oh. Just the tri- just the piss train off. Brandon Rice. Right. Say it. Troy Franklin. Uh uh-uh. uh Hell no. <laughs> Just say it, bro. Say it, bro. I'm going next. I'm going next. I got, I got one. I got. Oh yeah, Luke McCaffrey. Bro. Nah, I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all with the real name. This This man. This man. This man is. This man is bugging. Give me. Give me Maserati Marv. Because he's the okay. one, he's the one, not the two or the three. He is the one. Then number two, give me Rome, future all pro. You know, he's a real demon, real demon. T Higgins 2.0. Um, let me think. Who else? Let me get Keon Coleman, highest upside of I think all the wide receivers because 6'4, 220. I mean, if he could like Trent, I think Trent hit on the nose. Boy run a four 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 three. He might he might go top six. He might go right after Mark. He might because you can't you couldn't you couldn't let you couldn't let those physicals that would be insane. Um at four, really by default, they really want me to fall in love. I don't really see it the same way they do. Um, but I'll give them the league neighbors the benefit of the doubt. But honestly. At number five, and honestly, this is really just because of his situation. He kind of fell off. If he would have went the same way, had a good team, good situation around him, my dog would have been one of the top receivers. So let me get my dog, Skull Buffs, Xavier Weaver, as my number five receiver going into this draft because you know we coming next year. (laughs) Xavier Weaver was on Belitnikov watch until – that old line decided to sell him and Shador the rest of the way. He would have been on Belinda Kaufwater. So right, give me so Xavier go, Weaver. I think the top three, me personally, is Locke. Of course, Marv. I'm going to go Malik. That's baby CeeDee Lamb. 
And then number three, I mean, y'all go Rome. That's damn near, that's Malik Neighbors' baby is T.D. Lamb? Yes. Yes. He's a, yes. He's a he's CD, dog, bro. He's C.D. Lamb. He's nice. He's literally C.D. Nice. Lamb. Literally. He's literally C.D. Then I'm going to go Rod. You can, you can flip. You can I just want you to know when I make my comparisons, Trent, for now on, I don't yes, want to hear no. You call me on home Jamar Chase. Are you, are you mad at me? I call him C.D.? You yeah, call me on home Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. So one mob, of course. Two Malik, three Rome. But you can switch them to. I don't care about that. I don't care. Four Keon and five. That five spot kind of. It's kind of like with the quarterbacks at the end. It's like that five spot. It's like you can go with a lot of people. I'll probably say Troy Franklin, even though I'm not as high on him like I used to be, because he's like a. It's it's disrespectful when I say this, but he's a bait. He's like another version of MVS with better hands. Can I scratch off Xavier Weaver because you know what? I'm tripping. Knows my real number five? Give me A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell is my number five. Give me A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell is slept. He is O.D. slept on. OD really slept good route runner, I'll be honest. And really big, another six-foot-four wide receiver who could really control the shit out of his body, bro. Go ahead, Redell. All right. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll go next. Um, obviously, Marv, number one. We already know who he is. My number two, just like Trent, Malik Neighbor, slot demon. He's going to go crazy, especially if he goes to the right team, bro. Uh, Rome, number three. Shout out uh, Rome, of course. Uh, number four, Keon. Like, he's an athletic freak. He has a lot of upside. I mean, pretty obvious top four as of right now. My number five, I'm going to go Brian Thomas Jr. I, I really like Brian Thomas. I oh, think he can come out um, in the NFL, especially. He's also another big guy. I think he's like – I think he's also 6'4". Yeah, he's 6'4". He he's tall. He's tall as well. Yeah, great vertical. Those jump balls he's going to be able to dominate with. He has great right. spatial awareness. So he's a person that can really be a huge threat from either sides uh, when it comes to wide out. So, yeah, that's my number five. I got, I got MHJ at one, of course. I got Romeo at two, Neighbors at three, Keon, of course, at four, and then I also got Brian Thomas at five. I think, I think he, I think if he goes to like the Bills or the Chiefs, it, it's gonna get nasty. Does it's he have higher nasty. upside than Neighbors to in your opinion? See, I don't, I don't see, I don't see what Trent Ooh, Keon. No, Brian Thomas, Brian Thomas has more upside than. Then Billy like I, said, I need to watch more film with Trent on neighbors, but it's like I just feel like yo, don't watch, don't watch, don't watch, don't watch film with his biased eyes, bro. He's when Trent likes somebody, bro, he can't. But you know what's crazy? Every way, time bro. I show Riddell and Lonnie Phil, I don't even say nothing. I just let them watch and see what they feel like. I'm not wow. not when early is a person when you don't like, yeah, he's on. He's gonna be biased. No, yeah, he was cooking that, JJ that, McCarthy. That early while watching JJ McCarthy like, films. Malik Neighbors is a future All Pro. Like all the Malik Neighbors is better at like more things, but Brian Thomas could have a better season because of. No, I, like, I feel like, like I, with Brian I, Thomas, I, I feel like he's gonna go later in the first round. So I feel like he's gonna get a much better quarterback, and I feel like he can have a much better career. And I feel like what Yo. he does well can translate better to the NFL than what I saw. Yo, I'm telling. Like if you like Keon Keon Coleman, his upside, you cannot tell me you don't see Brian Thomas. Exactly, exactly. The same. What about Johnny? What about Johnny? Yeah, bro. I think I think both. I think the reason why I look at MHJ, MHJ, and Rome. The reason why I don't really when I I don't talk about upside with those two because they already have 
everything height, speed, uh, they are already. To me, they neighbors neighbors might be better. Brian Thomas could have a much better career. The fact that a lot of y'all and a lot of people think that just Rome clears Malik is idiocy to me. Like no, no, he does not dare in the same tier. They're the same tier. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Rome. I think Rome is. I think Rome. I think Rome is closer to MHJ. And I think neighbors there is a clear difference between MHJ. Bro, we gotta have team neighbors, team Rome. I'm talking about an elite standpoint. I'm team Rome. I'm sorry. Team neighbors. I'm team Rome. He keeps me on the outside. Demon in the slot. Phenomenal. Yo, you are the best. You you literally you you literally told me you literally told us that Rome. You literally told us that Michael Penick was a jump ball merchant. So who was bailing him out all year? Rome, Mr. but this, but here's Roman. the thing. I'm not saying, but here's the thing. I'm not, but Jay, I'm You're not saying. situation. Bro. Thing, You're good now. You're good now. You said yeah. that Rome and MJ are on the only ones that are all pro potential. I disagree. I think Malik is in that tier, and that's the thing. I think that he gets the disrespect. Yo, bro, I think I think Rome and MJ could go for a K a piece year one. No so doubt. Can Malik. He no, can go I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet because you already going to owe me some bread once Malik. Michael Pendens goes first round, so just chill. Yo, can I? Oh, can I you made that bet. I, I, I did this. Uh, nah. okay. Yo, can I? One, yo, I got Marv. Trent. Two, 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 two. I got oh. Rome, but I don't think it's a clear. But I'm elite three. I got Rome. I got Rome two for show. And then four, four. I think is Keon for me. And then five, I would probably five. I would have either AD, BT. One of those two, probably, but I want to name one name that I don't know if I put him top five, but I think it's in the conversation for 10. Uh, Polk. I want the Cowboys mm-hmm. to draft Polk. Jalen Polk. That's Jaylen. what I want. Can we talk about a guy who, who I think could be the third best wide receiver here? No one said it. Johnny no. Wilson is the truth. No, no, his upside is crazy, but Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson has to move to tight end in there. Okay, with mid hands. How does that work? And that's the only thing too. His that's hands are not great. Bro. I see people say that he's two forty. He plays tight end. Two forty, but still, I'll say this right now. All them big receivers got iffy hands though. No, all them big receivers got iffy hands. Remember JJ Arcega Whiteside? He was supposed to be a demon. Six foot six. I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. I'll put it like this. If he moves to tight end, he has top five tight end potential block. Like facts, potential facts. He has to play tight end because he because realistically, Johnny Wilson is six seven, but he moves like he's six three. Like he can move. Mm-hmm. But uh, his, but, but yo, hey, hey, wrap this up, Trent. Finish your comments. I want to. I want to. I want you to put your GM hat on because I'm oh, gonna ask you. You don't mind if I get my five in after his? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got. I got. It's. It's kind of similar. Harrison, neighbors, room, Keon, and then Brian Thomas. One thing I want to put out there, Trent, real quick. Who's your Who's your Malik Neighbors comp? You said CD. Hey, who played alongside Malik Neighbors in college? Brian Thomas. Hey, you think that would work in the NFL? Brian Thomas mean? playing 
across. Oh, Brian Thomas playing with CD. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, y'all need to get him because Brandon Cooks is starting to fall off because he's getting old. We he need a receiver. Ball. I'm on Can the same page, Cowboy. Junior at 24, and a. We go in the divisional round this year. We might lose by touchdown in the divisional if we get yeah. Yo, y'all out got me cry. It's okay. It could be worse. Y'all could be like the 49ers. Make it all the way there to choke again. Could, um, could be worse. Right. The heartache. Make, the heartache is yeah, worse. The heartache. I want to say it's just a fall. It's just a long. It's just a a, 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 a longer fall down, brother. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to name some running backs, fellas. I'm going to name some running backs, and because we have a plethora of free agent running backs, that fellas, we listen. We got some some guys. DeAndre Swift, free agent. Pollard, the free agent, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley. Of of those group of, of that group of running backs, which one of them do you want to see, or which one do you think in the right situation has an elite season? And still? if all you niggas say the same name, I'm sending y'all ass to the gulag because he just told y'all. Derrick Henry is down. Again, crazy. I gave niggas a list. I gave. <laughs> I promise Wait, this next show, for, for the next right, for the I'm next sure. 40 minutes it'll just be me and J Rob. I dare all you niggas. That's nah. I'll start with Saquon. I start with it first, even though no, we're taking I dare, I dare all Yeah, but nah, all nah, like even though it was a cardinal sin, what I was about to say, because I'm not gonna lie, Saquon to the Cowboys would be like one of the greatest things on earth for that offense. What are we talking about? I would lean towards Saquon going to the Chargers. I mean, going to the, oh, yeah, going to charge. You got Justin Herbert. You got Jim Harbaugh. You know Jim Harbaugh likes to tote the rock. And you actually have a running back who can move in between the tackles. Unlike Austin Eckler, because we find everybody's finally realized he's a fantasy football merchant. So if you bring <laughs> you bring Saquon Barkley to the Chargers, you drive like Brock Bowers, you get another receiver because Keen Allen, of course, Keen, Keen Allen's still, still, still a dog. They cut Mike Williams, so they're going they probably going to dress the receiver room again. You get all these receivers. To, um, all these weapons to help out Justin Herbert, and you have Saquon, and he can still very valuable in the receiving game, bro. Like, we can definitely see enough, and this probably did a probably the first time in Saquon's career where he doesn't have eight man stack boxes every single play because there's right. so many people we got to worry about. So we can easily see 1400 yards, 13 TDs, like hey, and he had that in the 2022 season with nobody around him. So he brings these guys around him, man, bro. That bro, that that'd be the best year of his career, bro. Wow. Sa- Saquon to Dallas would be crazy because, you know, when you talk about like stock boxes, you're not facing that in Dallas because they want to throw yeah, the ball absolutely. a million times. Yeah. And I then, and then you know, when it as comes a safety to- valve for Dak too. And then, you know, when it comes to that, right? I free agent wise, this is the best running class, running back class I've seen in God knows how long. So mm-hmm. you know, I think part Keep of it has to do with how much people have devalued the running back position. But, you know, like when you look at the league now, it's kind of trending more towards teams that like, look at some of the, the teams that were in it at the end, right? Baltimore was one of the best running football teams in, in, in football, San Francisco, Detroit. These are teams that their identity is a lot to be made up of from how well they run the football. So if I'm a team, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, damn, like I have my choice at, Henry, Saquon, Derek, uh, um, um, uh, Josh Jacobs. Like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm taking a fly. I'm, I'm investing a, uh, in one of these running backs. No doubt about it. 
Give me no, Derrick Henry. Give me Derrick Henry to the Bears. I think if they get if they get Caleb Williams, take the pressure off him a little bit, get a veteran running back there who we know is going to give you a thousand yards. Derrick Henry to the Bears, I think solidifies their um their their running back position. They're going to have the wide receiver pieces there for Caleb. I think Caleb. If that's we always talk about Chicago not putting their quarterbacks in the best situation to succeed. Adding adding Derrick there to Caleb Williams with the Chicago Bears and that defense too. That's a phenomenal team. That's a team that's making the playoffs. 100%. They already got running backs I'm up for the Bears, so that's kind of tough for me because they got Roshan Johnson and they had Clay Herbert. They kind of believe in those two guys, so I don't know if they would kind of go for running back, but I, I 100% see what you're saying. For me, I'm going to go another NFC North team, one of the worst running teams last year, and I'm going to go Vikings, and I'm going to go let's put Josh Jacobs on the Vikings. Um, they definitely need a running back for that team to really open up the pass game. And I don't know when exactly Kirk Cousins is going to come back, whether it's going to be the beginning of the year, whether it's going to be the middle of the year. But one thing we do know is that they were not able to run the ball. Alexander Madison, terrible. Cam Akers doesn't Bye. work. So they need someone who could not only um, like open up that play action game, which will be good to kind of get some quick passes for not only TJ Hawkinson, but maybe even Jordan Addison or obviously Justin Jefferson but also kind of pound the rock right up the middle and uh, actually get those short yardage so they can have like short, shorter yardage downs, which is a big, very important. The Vikings really couldn't do that. They had to convert like more of these longer downs on third down for the Vikings, which makes it harder to play football. So give the Vikings a running back, give them a running game, and they could be a scary team for sure. Go ahead, Lonnie. So I got to, uh, I got Derrick Henry to the Green Bay Packers. I think him with Jones with Jones in the background. I think that I think that's a good like one one two punch tandem. Like because Jones could be more of a receiving back. Henry can do the regular like first two downs kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Saquon, if, if you've been attention, he's been adding a lot of Texan players on Instagram and social media and stuff like that. And I think he would be mm-hmm. perfect with Singletary, Tank Dell, Nico Collins stretching the floor so he doesn't have so they they're not gonna stack the box. Singletary is gonna be a good gadget type like think of like a young zeke zeke pollard type situation that would be like there is a free agent too so i don't think i don't know if he's returning the unique thing with Derrick, they have david pierce though so you're not going to be able to send Derrick henry to a situation where it's a one-two type of thing because of the type of running back he is yeah he's an old school running back that need at least 10 carries to start getting warm so Mm -hmm. you're doing yourself a disservice bringing him somewhere where Oh, come in for these two downs. And then, like, nah, you got to kind of, like, just sit there, Henry, out there because you know one of them big runs coming. So it's like, pause. But you just – he's just one of them backs, bro. You just sit him out there. So him being able to go somewhere where you got to split or become more of a one-two type of dude, I really don't see that. Honestly, it's between Saquon, Jacobs, and shit, even Derrick Henry. If they don't want to fuck with Singletary, somebody will go down there because them is just ideal situations for running backs. Because I think Harbaugh might try to get his boy Blake Corn. I agree. I could just because you know what I'm saying you know coaches do stuff like that. If you need a running back, why go get one that's almost 30 years old when you got a mm. couple 21, 22 year old running backs? And me myself personally, I like Corm. I think I think he a bell cow. He could be a bell cow in the NFL. Given that certain situation, given the situation that Jim Harbaugh gonna put him in, oh, he's gonna be a hell of a running back, especially in, in, in LA with Herbert. I just so Houston, Houston is only the one one of the few places because they got the O line to 
like like I said, Saquon been hurt just from not have just from having inadequate blocking and seeing all them stacked boxes. Gary mm-hmm. Henry almost 30. You said, do you really just want to put him with a bad O-line? Josh Jacobs, he's looking for the bag anyway. Since you got CJ Stroud still on his rookie deal, you would better pay him something to get him there. So, like, them is like the only ideal teams that can like really hit that bargain. Because if you think about if you think about Minnesota, right? They really emergency critical condition for a quarterback. So I mean, if they go pay a Josh Jacobs, you see what I'm saying? Because right. they really need to try to figure out how they go pay a quarterback to come back up in there. Right. Yeah, they got to figure something out. Know. Real, real quick to the chat, because the check is on Green Bay. They need some. They could probably benefit more from somebody like Austin Eckler than those other three guys right there. In Close the sense team. of what, but but look look what they're gonna do. They looking for somebody. They want a one two. Whatever their system is, they want that shit to be a one-two type system. Or Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards would be very good for the Packers as well. I want to actually this because a lot of people don't think Derrick Henry can like run like a RPO type of running back system because he's a single back iPhone type of player. Do you think Derrick Henry can like work on that? You think he can work in a system like that? Because a lot of people think like a lot of people think RPO situation. A lot of people don't think that's not Derrick Henry because 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 everybody has seen Derrick Henry has been like a he's a single back guy. I'm gonna throw a stretch. Like, I mean, I, I know it's college, bro, but he, he kind of ran that shit at Alabama. So it's like, he just wanted right. them running backs, bro. Just put him on the field, bro. If it's a right, I agree. Game, I, I think he can. It out. I think he don't. He can't do it because I've seen him do it before. Like, can I give a um? Can I give an unpopular opinion that's probably not that hasn't been said? I'm daring to be different right here, but this is something I was thinking about. I know, like the team, like the Ravens, has been linked to Derrick Henry, a Saquon Barkley as a team that's going to pay him. But to be honest, in my opinion. I think the Baltimore Ravens should really go after mm. should really go after uh, Josh Jacobs or uh, DeAndre Swift. One, if you go after a DeAndre Swift, you don't got to pay him a lot of bread, and you can stockpile. You could grab because you got to remember, fellas, there might be a, a situation where Odell Beckham Jr. is not coming back through that door, so you're still gonna have to recover some offensive weapons, and if you can add. A running back like DeAndre Swift with Gus Edwards. You got that Bell Kai Bell Cow back in, in Gus Edwards. And then you get that lightning. Great running back. And you obviously we saw with the Eagles with a great O-line. DeAndre Swift clearly can still rush for 1,200 yards in the season. Obviously, yeah. he gets taxed because of the touch push. Because if he gets on the one-yard line, is you know what, what time it is for the Eagles. But he would have probably had more touchdowns. And it probably would have been more expensive. So the fact that you could probably get him for like, you know, three years, probably like 17, six, seven, between 16 and $18 million over a pretty three year span. That'd be pretty doable. Um, and he's a home run hitter at the position. And I think that also gives you some room. Why not try to go after a T Higgins? You know what I'm saying? Why not try to throw some bread at a Mike Evans? Why not try to, cause you're probably going to draft the receiver anyway, but if you can go get one of these premier guys in the league or shit, if you need something on your defense, you know, something on your back end. You can also fill a hole with the extra money you may end up saving if you're not. Because if you get a Saquon or Derrick Henry, they're going to be expensive. And then, too, Saquon Barkley, injury prone, man. Like, it is it is in his in his, his thing. So let me The thing you, with the Ravens, let me, though. Let me dare to be different. Wait, let me dare to be different. One, one second, Mike. The thing with the Ravens, though, is that they have, like, I think they have the most free agents out of, like, any other team. Like, they have Facts. a lot of they have a lot of people that they have to play. A Facts. lot of Wait, who? The Ravens? Yeah, the Ravens, they have a lot of free agents this year. Right. And so I feel like, and I agree. And, you know, the fact that they do have a lot of free agents, if they could kind of still get better 
and save money. Because let's be honest, Lonnie, like some of them people are, they're signing them back. I think they're bringing back Patrick Queen for mm-hmm. sure. I don't, there's yeah. no way you break up that tandem. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to get that, uh, bring back that D lineman too. Yeah. Uh, they have some O lineman too. Hey. That's Edwards. So like they were a lot of people. Rob, yeah. with your speculation, oh, I like this. This this is just two quick questions with the speculation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. should any of, I know the O line is still bad, but A, Josh Jacobs possibly should try. I, I feel like they should try to get him over in Carolina. Miles Saunders not doing it. They need a a, a bona fide good back. Miles Saunders was mm-hmm. just a merchant of that good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Might maybe he'd go over to Carolina. Two. So somebody put this in the chat. If Miami wins one of them running back sweepstakes, because you remember right before they tried to uh, 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 get Jonathan Taylor, so you know they're on the look for a mm-hmm. premier running back, right? Mm-hmm. Say they do get a premier running back and they don't win a playoff game. Do we move off a of Tua next year? Yes. Oh, there, there's actually a report that – Yeah, I'm, you're moving off Tua regardless for me. No, apparently, I, I, apparently, 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 Tua's agents are at the combine are at the combine to discuss their contract. They're figuring out a contract discussion already. Like they're already meeting at the combine to discuss a deal for him for a Tua. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, wait, Tua, you say, say that again? Don't give him a crazy bag. Tua, Tua's agents are meeting with the Dolphins staff at the combine to that hammer out a extension that, like next week. Mm-hmm. So while the combine's going on, they're like figuring out an extension. I think Tua get approve it deal too. So my um, dare to be different guy? Probably. Oh, wait, hey, just get a home field advantage probably. and they'll win a playoff game. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I, I, I want Zach Moss in Dallas because he's cheap and he actually performed better than I thought he would. I get I, – I, I don't know. I get they have Steichen, but I still feel like he, he, he played better than I thought he would, like even given that, you know, they have a decent offensive line and everything. But um, that's one. But I think, you, you know, Josh Jacobs needs to go somewhere where – he is really going to be a bell cow guy because he is that. He, he needs to go somewhere with a decent offensive line or just somewhere that's going to give him the opportunity. I think Carolina was a good was a good choice for that. I think Baltimore would be the number one, but as you said, they got to pay Patrick Queen. Um, I do think if they – I don't know if they're able to sign both of them, but I feel like they could. They would just have to make tough decisions in other aspects and kind of not be as deep on defense maybe as they were last year. So I think that's something to consider, but it, it, it would be tough. I like it. I like it. So, anybody got any 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 other thoughts on that running back carousel or? Yeah, good. That's all. Gus Edwards, the Patriots, we'll take them. Gus Edwards, I mean, to the Patriots. To oh, um, Lonnie, I got something for you. Lonnie, I got something for you. Rumor, rumor mill. You know, I'm always in the rumor mill. So it's rumored. It is rumored that former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Loved Jaden Daniels and had him as the top quarterback on his draft. So we're not board. picking him. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I'm telling you this right now, chat. I'm letting you guys know I'm always going to be a Patriot at, at heart, but I'm used to winning. I'm not like J Rob with the Jets Lord or whatever. This like, is not a straight. Hey, I'm not like y'all. Damn, that I'm used to winning. I'm used to winning. So I will take a high. If we don't at least get MHJ, if we like get an O lineman or we like trade down, I'm taking a hiatus for a few years. I'm if you go, if you go the Hellfire game. route, if you go the Hellfire route, you're gonna take a hiatus. You tell me. Yeah, I'm gonna take a hiatus. I'm gonna join the Mahomes train or somebody. No, actually, no. I'm, I'm CJ's my guy, so I'm riding with the Texans. Mm. And Arian Foster was like one of my favorite running backs. Andre Johnson, JJ Watt. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a Texans fan for a little while. You can see me on. The, that, that's what that's what's gonna have to be until we get 
a competent quarterback, I'm I'm with the, I'm with CJ. I'm with CJ. Um, mm. it's, so let me ask you this next question. Cam Newton, because we got a little bit of time, about 15 minutes. Cam Newton recently came out and said there's not another NFL athlete that has impacted the community more than he did. Do y'all think he is the most, I guess, iconic or impactful player in football? And do you think he has some merit in what he's saying? I, I think he has all the merit in the world in what he's saying. I said this in open field yesterday. I'll make it quick. That man gets – it's sad that man doesn't get his credit for what he did for mobile quarterbacks because even when Cam Newton backpacked that Auburn team and had the best college season of all time, people still didn't think he would work out because of how he played. And then he went in and proved that he could do it, and because his longevity isn't there, people are going to knock that man's thing. And my thing is, is like, look, that dude has the impact of a paid Manning and a Tom Brady. People people may not may be like, oh, you're, you're capping. No, I'm not. Because he he was the first mobile quarterback to win an MVP and do it the way that he did. That means something. And people would not treat Tom Brady and Peyton Manning the way that they do Cam Newton now in those fields fighting him. Like, I, I, I don't like it. You, you know, like you it. know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady not running around telling everybody, oh, I had an impact on football. Like, yeah, they just know it. I think they're at a different I, level. I, I, yeah, they also got their way better in their careers than Cam Brady. I tell folks that they got way better. I'm not gonna lie to Bama. Even when though, bro, I feel like, bro, like he has some in it because even though we, if you talk about just a football perspective, y'all also gotta think, nigga, his seven on seven program has brought on a lot of five, a lot of NFL. Not that Trent. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say like the most iconic, but he got. He got he got he kind of cooking in that standpoint. Let, let me, let me, he has standpoint, a lot of impact. Let me, let me ask you this though, Trent. Let me ask you this. I did a lot of interviews with you where we talked to a lot of players. Subscribe to Trent Channel VIP room. We going up next year. Um, but anyway, bro, a lot of them players, how they talk about your dad, bro, they just say how great of a man he is. Your dad never got up on every time your dad got on our show, he never talked about, oh, I missed this coach. I turned this around. I did this with special teams. But when people talk about your dad, they voluntarily say those things. And y'all are right. Cam has done all of these things, but it really rubs people the wrong way, society the wrong way. When you got somebody that's great and they constantly telling you, bro, I'm so great. It wouldn't be this oh without me. We it wasn't for me. It it's wouldn't not, be this. I don't like that, though. Oh, bro. Bro. No, 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 you know why I don't like that? Yeah, you know why I don't like that? We young dudes. We've seen other people in different types of genres do say the same shit like a Kanye West. Put an impact in game, and he gets That's respect fair. for it. Nah, yo, Kanye, Kanye done, he done said his, he done started a lot of shit. Eight oh eight heartbreaks. The album might be mid. Bro, he That's calls himself Jesus. Bro, he calls himself Jesus. Like, okay, he calls himself a god. Yeah, it took him twenty five years like, to, to to hold Kanye accountable on anything he said, and anytime Cam Newton. Does something that look maybe he shouldn't have said. I hear what you're saying. Cam Newton is nowhere near Kanye West though in terms of impact. That's not the point, Jalen. The point is Kanye allow Kanye. One of the big things that and that's another thing too. People kind of attach themselves to Kanye is him saying how great he is, right? So I'm I I hear what you're saying, Bam. Like you want people to kind of let their impact speak for itself. But we've seen figures that existed that spoke and people listened. And Cam Newton is probably just going to be one of those guys. When I first heard the question, though, I was thinking like 
on like general mainstream worldwide impact um and popularity that was the first thing that came to mind because some names that came to mind obviously was odell beckham odell beckham when he came and did what he did people were all coloring their hair blonde because of odell he beckham. Was the culture, everybody yeah, wanted yeah. to catch it one-handed like he was a superstar he was a wide receiver yeah. superstar in the nfl uh, so odell beckham definitely was one but it's hard yeah. for me to say Cam Newton. He wasn't like, bragging and boasting. He was dancing. And we oh, fell and bragging and boasting. Oh, dude. I know. No, 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 no. I know. Oh, I know Odell person. He is one of the most cocky, cocky but he can back it up. That same That's thing with Kanye. Same thing with a Cam. They talk they shit, but they can back it up. And the thing is, like what Dave said, though, Cam wouldn't be doing this and a lot of he wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't getting disrespected the way he does. Recently, he has. That's a good point. So, like, a big thing, a big thing in our community, unfortunately, is that like sometimes, like when we when people come back down and like they get we give back to the community, sometimes like it gets downplayed. So it's like he's doing this for the kids and stuff like that. Then you'll see like the videos of like the kids calling him trash and like and wash and stuff like that. But it's like yo, he's doing this for free for y'all. Like he's doing this for y'all. And y'all like spitting yeah. in his face again and again. So yeah, that like affects people's egos. And like yeah, you don't I see that with you don't see that with other communities though. as much. Again, it's, yeah, my part of our culture, but it's like a negative thing a part of our culture at the same talking time. To them kids, chat. I deal with kids on a date 20, 19, 21, 18. Again, the way you talk to them. Is going to be the way they react they talk to, to you. Yeah, it's the way they talk it definitely to you. Matters. So I'm yeah, to you're explain, right. You're totally man. right, man. Like, yeah, I yeah, deal yeah, with yeah. these I same group of yeah. kids Cam dealing with. So it's like, can I deal with young? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. Nah, that's young man. Young man, young man, man can every I, can, day. But he just, Kevin is not at the level. To me, when I think of like iconicness, it's an impact on the culture and all that. What's I think Michael Vick? I think Michael Vick's just in a whole other stratosphere in terms of being iconic. When, when, he did, when, when he, I think it allowed to be even football, football circle. What he did, yeah. When he did, I think football, I think Cam has more yeah. impact. Dude. Cam, 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 has Cam, has Cam, 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 Bo Nick, like he's done play Javon Baker, like he doesn't, he doesn't, he has brought in Travis. I hear you, dude, dude, that makes sense. I hear you on that. You you wait, 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 Jalen, hold on, hold on. That's yes, crazy. Yes, also, on, too, wait, nigga, wait, them wait, kids at seven on seven, because I play seven on seven as a top recruit, nigga, they talk crazy. They don't even be Cam. There's been really videos, niggas calling Cam Wash, this and that, and they can't go back and forth with him. I ain't yeah. mad at it because these niggas is talking. Oh, you watch, you a bum ass. I go big. But like Bama, Bama, what Bama is saying is Michael Vick was bigger than Odell though. Michael Vick, wait, one thing, one thing though. Look, Michael's Michael Vick is huge, but what Bama is saying is very important though. Like I hear what you're saying, Trent, but I feel like this is just from my perspective. I feel like if Peyton Manning held the seven on seven on seven, nobody would talk crazy to Peyton Manning. They just wouldn't think of it. It was just like it's point, just the, yeah. the same. It's, oh, Brady, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's a disrespectful thing on Cam, though. That's and, and, no, no, no. I agree. In, in, wait, wait, I, I, I agree. I don't think that was allowed. Wait, wait, Bama, this wait, 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 wait. This year, I'm wait, trying wait, to explain to y'all, bro. My girl don't watch no sports, bro. I showed her some of Cam News. She was like, he come off kind of arrogant, literally just from seeing him. It's like he just comes off that way, bro. And I just know interacting with people. Especially people that might not have as much as you have, when you come with that sense of 
entitlement. Oh, I'm this. I'm a hundred million dollar man. Even if you're not, even if you're not like just telling people I got a hundred million dollars, just that demeanor and that energy you give off, like it's a way you can. Look, look, Sam, like, I agree. For instance, I hey, man, they both they both six five dudes. I ain't hey, man, is six five. Cam six five. Wait, wait, wait. Eli, especially Eli Trent. Eli is going to talk to you more of a down-to-earth type person to where it's like, damn, I, I could have a beer with this dude right here. Cam Newton, I feel like, damn, bro, it's going to be a Cam point in time man. where that nigga might talk about some big bank, take little bank. That's how I be feeling like, bro, he might. I don't, wait, 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 Bama, 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 let me, let me add he, something here. Check let my me, bank account. Let me add here. I just want to say about Cam, I think the impact, the seven-on-seven stuff, is, is great and adds to the legacy that already was there. But to me, why Cam Newton is so important to football is because there was no quarterback who was really okay with fully being themselves and creating an image. And, and, and yes, the spotlight was on him, and that, and that could be considered selfish. But I think what more of it is, if you listen to what he's talking about, he has always have been him. You know, he's never tried to be outside the box of who he is. And so that's what comes with the dressing. That's what comes with the way that he talks. And to me... I think that is the most important thing because um, the that's whole not thing about being, a good thing, just you being sound like a female when they have a toxic I do think it's important. I think it's important. Because like, you, can, you can make the same argument for like Kadarius Tony being himself and then he did his BS by going no, on Instagram Live. No, no. Antonio yeah, Brown's being himself. Hey, Cam was like that. He was a leader. I don't think y'all boys understand about kids, man. It's not about, it's not about, just coming off arrogant, man. These kids just want to be able to know that they can touch you, man, and be able to relate to you, man. Mm -hmm. If you have this demeanor, I'm talking about this around my school right now. And we're trying to get younger people in here to become administrators because all the old people's create this environment that's not welcoming to an 18-year-old boy or girl coming here to school. Boy. Just just the vibe of it. They so professional, it's so straightforward, it's so strict. They don't know how to put the shoe over they don't know how to re recollect of when they was 18 or 19 and, and and the worries of you coming into a new school they don't i'm talking to kids every day bro so if you got an arrogant demeanor about you first off these young kids are just finna be like hey bro fuck you i ain't even finna talk to you like that for real then the fact that they don't want to talk to you these kids already hostile about people not being able to understand them they feel like they so misunderstood so they have this built up aggression right so now the mr arrogant dude right even though i'm just being me right if i'm an upset little child because i ain't ate no cereal this morning or i've been waiting on my daddy or some shit like that and he ain't came to come pick me up right i go to this camp i'm hyped up about this camp i'm mad then here come this big arrogant nigga talking about something oh i'm a hundred million dollars y'all need to get on my like you know how these coaches talk. like that I'm bro I, don't know I think that's a gross interpretation. But, but this is what I'm saying. It's been times in football where these coaches I can't, I can't talk some of this that. shit to where it's just like, damn, bro, I really can't believe he said that. So in the in the path of being a hungry football player, bro, these kids really be hungry for this shit now. You coming but off I think meaner, bro. bro I'm, where, Michael, you've heard people be disrespectful. Before. I can't like, you've heard very you. young people be crazy disrespectful. If I if I feel I, like I can't if I feel like I can't relate to you, bro, if I feel like I can't relate to you. It's, it's just hard. Us as adults, dog, you got to realize that these kids is the future, so we got to get on their wave. We got to figure out how to bridge the gap between what values and morals we have and then relate it to them where they at. That's the problem with old right. heads. We always want to, well, it was like this, so you here with me, you at my camp, so Not you need to be the same, Like, right? no, we need to learn yeah. them kids, right? 
Show them I'm willing to learn you. I'm willing to get on one knee and lock arms with you and go from there. A lot of the times, people just like, hey, this is me. And it's either you go come to my camp and deal with how I deal with it. And that's why they be trying to fight his ass. So until then. Look, I just know. Wait, wait, wait. One thing, Bama. I just think also the reason why it becomes hostile is because of when you're a superstar and in everything that you talked about and how these kids can't relate to him sometimes that's just what's going to happen and it doesn't have anything to do with how cam is reacting to these kids this is just the type of energy that is that you receive when you're a superstar so uh, i do agree that some of your points could be correct but when cam newton is just getting chatted on by 20 kids that you know are just trying to make it like that is because he's a superstar if he wasn't a superstar, people wouldn't he wouldn't be getting talked like that. And no, I don't uh, understand how he Michael, needs to be that's not true, better. Really, uh, we brought up the Michael, example. Uh, like Bama, I've, al- like Bama, I've also worked with kids, and what Bama's saying is accurate. Like you don't know like some of the situations these kids come from, and sometimes like they like that is their outlet. You, that is that is how they're that is how they're like expressing themselves. And it's like they low key they did they want like yeah he's arrogant, but they want him to acknowledge they want him to acknowledge them. And so, yeah, them talking crazy to them, they, they're trying to rec- they're trying to get him to recognize them as an individual. And so, that's right. to be expected. If you're like, if you're picking all these yeah, players exactly. up from like from the gutter and stuff like that, like that's the type of energy they're gonna come with. And like Cam also came from that place, so he should be able to understand that. So it's like he know, like you know what you're getting yourself into when you're dealing with these kids on a daily basis. I also yeah. think Cam Newton thinks he's man, they neglected and misunderstood. Cam Newton thinks he's more of a legend and an icon than he really is. Cam Newton is great in Thank football, you. and I get it, but oh he doesn't God. he doesn't transcend. Yeah, yeah, no, listen, listen. He doesn't it's he doesn't transcend. No, no, yes, we don't he have to, he he doesn't, doesn't, we don't no, no, listen, no, hold on. Guess what? No, I have plenty of friends who don't watch football. They know who Patrick Mahomes is, they know who Michael Vick was, they know Tom Brady Payman, they know them, they don't even watch football. I promise you, they don't know Cam Newton. If I mention Cam Newton, they don't know Cam Newton. That's he bullshit, doesn't transcend dude. football. Like that's that. complete he was great bullshit. as a football player. No. He had his run. No. The longevity wasn't there. That's no, you're wrong. He doesn't transcend football. He's not the he's it not the no, huge American no. sports star. That's he's BS. not. He's not that guy. No, no, no. That's that's BS. That? What are you talking football about? Circles he know transcended college football and NFL football. Nobody did what Cam Newton did on the field. What are you talking Arguably the greatest college football player ever. Ever. He was the greatest I think Jalen's only Jalen's only saying that he's not at a certain pedestal. It's really about yeah, the level that right. we. It's like he's not an English celebrity, but fine. No, he's no, still no, like he's a not like, celebrity. He's not he's not a we don't have to get offended. We don't have to get offended from a million. He's just not that star. He's just not that star like that. like he's Tom Brady, and that's fine. It's not like he's Peyton Manning, and that's fine. He doesn't have to be. I do think Cam Newton has a lot of popularity. Well, what I'm really thinking about, I just thought about like the most impactful football player. It just might be Deion Sanders. Like, yeah. it really just yeah. might be Deion Sanders. He's not the most and impactful by not by any stretch. I don't think Cam Newton's even close. I'm not saying I'll be honest. He's way more transcendent than Cam. He's way more transcendent than Cam. Deion Sanders. Who, 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 can I say someone that doesn't get enough recognition though? Of course, Deion's way more transcendent than Cam. Like yes. the reason why we wear jewelry up under our pads, man. Dion, yeah. like, like Dion is like the AI. He single-handedly revitalized like, a whole culture. And Cam Newton thinks he's like, Allen Iverson. Cam he, thinks he's, he's Allen Iverson, he's, he's not. No, I don't think it's impact. I think he's not. Okay, he's not. I think Cam feels slighted because of the chances of what happened at the end of his career. And yes, I don't think that that's necessarily super fair. But what I will say is, I said this on Open Field yesterday. 
If the Carolina Panthers wanted to extend his career 10 to 12 years, then they would have surrounded him with pieces. And by the time he was old, his shoulder was literally detached from his freaking body because of how many hits he took having to get those touchdowns and carry the way he did. So I can understand why he has this mindset. Now, is it a little based off of ego than you would like? Sure, but everybody is human. And, you know, Cam he is got, He got a little human. Paul Pierce to him. Though. Paul Pierce be thinking he's a lot better than I don't think is. it's close. Paul, Paul Pierce, Pierce is way worse than Cam. Yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can see what you're saying. Cam, dude, I don't think he's like is the worse. greatest athlete of all time. I think he does recognize his impact, especially in his community and for, like, the culture, which is fair because he has a lot of impact and he's growing in influence even now to the point where ESPN is consistently bringing up his quotes to talk about mm. – game manager versus game changer right so cam Lewis seeing this like people are listening to me i, I people are hearing what i have to say and it yeah, matters yeah. So, real I, quick I, though I like culture aside though like someone that does not get like the recognition enough for what they did in 2017 jj watt during that hurricane what he did for oh, yeah. that community like 20 million right like 20 million dollars yeah i think it was more than that but like what he was at first just asking for a hundred thousand and then like he yeah. brought in hundreds of millions of dollars like yeah, he a lot. people understand like the impact yeah. Because Texas was and fucked. he never asked. For oh, Drew Brees too. Yeah. Drew Brees is another one. A lot of players do yeah, things. Drew Brees, without... Drew Brees helped out in Alabama when we yeah. had them tornadoes. A lot of players do things without the cameras. Yeah, a lot Drew of players Brees do that. Fine. They don't need the cameras, and that's perfectly fine. But what I what I'll be trying to explain to y'all when Drew Brees was coming back from that surgery, he worked out at the gym. I used to work out out at Mount Brook because uh, we got Doctor uh, Andrews. You know that professional, famous physical surgeon or whatever. Uh-huh. So a lot of athletes yeah. come back to Birmingham, and the gym where I used to go is right next to. Um, St. Vincent's where they go. Like I try to tell, like this is what I'm trying to explain to y'all, dog. Drew Brees was in there doing his rehab or whatever. I'm playing basketball over there by myself. It was like one random Sunday, dog. And it's like he saw me looking at him, and I'm not big on pitches or none of that. The dude rehabbing. And it was just, he saw, you you know, bro, like we, you see Drew Brees, it's like you go. He's an empathetic individual. And then he looked and he was like, he invited me, like, what's up, man? Like, just to talk. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that right there, just being able to be an approachable guy, man. That's what these kids be. That's why I'm trying to tell you, like, a dude like Drew Brees wouldn't just get punched on by a kid because little shit like that tells you how inviting they are to people. Like, it's just not about, oh, I'm just great. Like, Cam, we know you great, brother. But a lot of the great people don't have to tell people how great they are, bro. Like, no greatness is going to speak for itself, bro. Let it die down for a second. Be quiet for a minute. Maybe five, ten years might have to go by. But when that shit does go by and it settles down, bro, that impact that you say you have, you have your chest poked out about, bro, once you are missed out the league, dog, people sit back and think, man, I remember when Cam did X, Y, and Z. I remember when Cam did this. Because that's the thing. Michael Vick don't say shit. And anytime you see a running quarterback, Oh man, that remind me of Mike Vick. How he did that program when Mike Vick did this. All of this X, Y, and Z. Vick ain't gotta sit up here and be like, "Hey, bro, I was whoopy whoop. I'm running. I'm mixing." He don't have to say none of that. It's just understood. Vick was that dude. You feel me? Just like Vick is a lot more humble. Cam has a great input. We're not debating that. Needs to be, but brother. But brother, turn the notch down. I understand, Michael. What you said about how they fucked his career. He has every right to feel. To feel some type of grudge towards the NFL, but them kids, them kids out there at your camp, they ain't got nothing to do with that. So you need to get up off that high horse from when they fucked you in the NFL 
uh, excuse my language from how they did you in the NFL. But when it's time to talk to them kids, dude, you need to get down yeah, on me and look them eye to eye. Now you looking down at them. You not 2015 Cam with an MVP going to the Super Bowl no more, bro. You are a mentor. Right. So you need to look them kids eye to eye. Some of them kids need a big brother or a father figure, but they don't. Yeah, want they don't them. need a buddy. They need a they need a father figure. They need, they need someone to look up to. They don't 100%. always need this super. I'll bring up another point because everybody was talking about Cam and he brings up his league. Snoop Dogg arguably has had the same impact with his league. Yeah, no, he's probably just greater. As Cam. Just he's as Cam. Greater just and what happens? What happens? These kids tell you, CJ Stroud had to tell America that, hey, man, I grew up in yeah, Snoop football league. Snoop 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 had, Snoop's raised Snoop some dogs. Hey, I produce, like produce CJ Stroud. I produce uh, 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 Joe Mixon. I produced all of these people. No, these kids sit there and they come back and tell you when you have these one-on-one, hey, if it weren't for Uncle Snoop, I don't know what I'll be. But Snoop, not, Snoop just smoking weed every day. We just think he a pothead. Whole time. <laughs> He didn't impact a lot of poor nigga babies out there. A lot of them. A lot yeah. of them. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So not just Stroud, Juju, Juju, Romeo Dobbs, Nixon, uh, Jack Jones. Like yeah, a lot of a lot of football players came from Snoop's camp. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, the biggest thing is like the, All the Oregon of why you're doing what you're doing is so valuable. When you have someone that is just doing what they're doing, not really talking about it, really feels like it's genuine trying to help the community. It that perception makes it easier for people to approach them and I see them as that leader versus there. If the perception is, oh, he's only doing this so people pay attention to him, he's only doing this so people think that he's that guy. I'm not even saying that's Cam Newton, but that perception is so important on how people will approach you yeah. and how they I will react that, yeah. to you. So that's that's all I agree. Yeah, that, that's a good way to top it off. Well, that's it, y'all. That's been another episode. See y'all tomorrow on open field. This was a good talking point. Tune in to By Any Means tonight. We'll be talking about the Diddy situation, more about what's going on. Oh, I'm real, real quick. I, 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 did he get the Harvey Weinstein treatment? No, he got he no, no real, real quick before you end it. When Meek and Mill said, I used to grind like, th- like that to shine mm. like this, what did you mean by that? What did you really mean by that? Dim, Dog, dim we could, we could bring up different. a million bars from a million. Man, if, if we want to add some context, that. these bars be crazy, bro. Let me be honest. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy.